God, I hope this podcast wasn't weird and too serious, you guys. I'll always edit it to keep it light. Okay. If it goes too serious, you'll never know either, which because you never listen to the I movie. do. You do. You're my fave. Okay, good. But he edits our voice so that I'm like, so I think Johnny McGovern <laughs> is super amazing. <laughs> and I'll also edit Julie to be like, Chris Brown is a wonderful person. Are you feeling really faggoty? Are you feeling really faggoty? Feeling faggoty, 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 faggoty. Oh, can't me with Hollywood. It is gay pimping with Jonna McGovern. Um, yes, I am your gay pimp daddy, Johnny McGovern, and y'all, it is so rainy and cold here in California. Horrible. And I know I've gotten all California pussified because I'm just like, I can't even handle it. It's so depressed and it's so cold. I don't know what to do. But luckily, I have this beautiful, warm podcast to put my hands over the toasty, faggoty fire and warm myself up, especially with this beautiful lady right here, America's favorite butch. Your choice for America's lesbian treasure, coming to a postage stamp near you, Julie Goldman, everybody. Julie, do they have lesbian postage stamps? Of course, because then you can lick. <gasps> oh, <laughs> who would be on the lesbian Susan postage stamps? Susan B. Anthony is. Susan B. Anthony, okay. Breast um, cancer. Breast cancer. Can we have some good ones? Like, where can we have like a Wonder Woman stamp, no, a Rosie there's, stamp? There's, there's Wonder Woman. So there's Wonder Woman, Susan B. Anthony. There's Cat Lady. Cat Lady. There's a whole uh, comic book thing. So they have the lady superheroes. I know. Oh, they so that. then they're all dykes. And there's cats. Cats, that's lesbian-ish. That's very lesbian-ish. There's, there's like, give from your stamp to the animal shelter stamp. Right. Who who are the famous lesbians that deserve to be on a a trading stamp, Julie? A trading stamp. What what, (laughs) what is that? On the trading stamps that you give each other for good my day. So what lesbians would be on a uh, postage stamp? (laughs) Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, okay. Um... Mm, anyone else? Melissa Etheridge. Oh, Melissa Etheridge. She could be on the no child support uh, oh, stamp. Be, yep. Let's see. There be um. What other famous lesbians are there? Well, who do you think? Who do you think deserves one? For actual lesbians? Yeah. Or mm, Lily Tomlin, maybe. Yeah, Lily Tomlin stamp would be amazing. Lily Tomlin stamp or a who are the fucking? I can't even think of one famous lesbian. Wow. Who do you think? I don't know enough le- famous lesbians to know that. I thought you'd be the expert on lesbians. We need to open it up to the group. You need to. The, wait, the rest of the group is here <laughs> mouthing answers. We might as well just get started with them. Michael is across the Yay. room from me mouthing. Uh, Michael Serrano, everybody. Hello, Yay. thank you. Yay. I was going to say, 
Like, like Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh. Oh. Anyone in comfortable shoes. Martina Navratilova. <laughs> yeah, right. Please. Oh, Billie Jean King. Oh, now we're getting warmed Billie up. Billie Jean King. Right. Jane Lynch would be fantastic. Jane Lynch stamp. Jane yeah. Lynch stamp. Lots of lesbians would love to lick Jane Lynch's stamp. Hey. hey, your close da, da, personal da, da. friends, well, yes. Jane Lynch. <laughs> we both both are, of we you both. are close personal friends we with Jane Lynch. No, well, well. Um, yeah, there's tons of like great lesbians. What about um, the Susie Ormond? Susie Ormond would make a great stamp. She'll, she'll probably pay I for her own. My own stamp. I could buy my own stamp with my girlfriend. What was my girlfriend's name? I forget. Marion. Thank you. Wait, who's that beautiful voice over there? It's Randy. I'm not allowed to talk, bitches. Hi, Randy. Hi. You look totally cool today. Is this my good side? I've never sat on this side from you before. You look beautiful as usual. Thank and you. your blazer is the same pink as your nails. And your glasses. And the glasses that I dropped when I left you last, apparently. Brandy came into the studio with a lovely pair of pink glasses. I said, oh, is this a gift? She said, no, those are yours, sexy. You forgot you even owned them. Leaving accessories everywhere. That's how fancy you are. You apparently. have so, many, so much flair. If, I, if it gets off my body even once, Brandy, it's a problem. Last night, I left my replica Chanel watch. <laughs> Where was that? Where did you Where leave did you that? Leave on the that, bedside Johnny? table? Um, yes, on a bedside table of a gentleman, perhaps. That's all I can say, that I left it, but I'll be retrieving it. No need to mention names, Johnny. No need to mention names. No need to mention names. Was was it that game where, whoops, hey, I left my watch. I need to come pick it up tomorrow night. I didn't need to come pick up the watch, but I wouldn't mind a repeat watch pickup. His replica Chanel. Knock, knock, knock. His replica Chanel. He left. It's real Chanel, everyone. It's real Chanel. Ding dong. Yeah, bro? Oh. Uh. I left my uh, replica <laughs> Chanel watch at your house. You did? Yeah, it's really expensive, man. Oh, do you need to go check out somewhere in my apartment? You need to go to the bedroom, bro. I think I dropped it under your bed. Can you bend over okay, and check? Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Oh, oh, whoa! Whoa! Oh, I think whoa. you found it. Oh, I think you found it. That's where I, I knew it was somewhere. How did it get up there? Oh! You should take things off before you put things in. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Brandy, how are you doing, dear? I'm okay. So, where's Tammy? Tammy um, has class tonight. You know, he's training to be a teacher. Oh, he's training to be a teacher. He's in teacher training. He is in teacher training. Mr. Tammy, remember? Mr. Tammy, please report to the principal's office. Mr. Tammy, please report to the principal's office. Well, I miss I miss Tammy. I like when he's here. I like um, your and Tammy's chemistry. I decided after I listened to the last podcast. Oh well, yeah. I'm sure Tammy's listening right now, being like, "Score! I'm totally a regular. I'm not an intern anymore. I'm a regular. God, I don't want to have to go get drinks anymore. That totally blows. God, maybe I'll get my own permanent microphone and I won't always get it turned over to somebody else. Oh God, man. Oh shit, I'm gonna smoke a joint. Forget about it. Oh yeah, I'm Tammy, Mr. Tammy. That's Mr. Tammy. To you. Now I'm gonna go make up a Tamantha Tina woman show. <laughs> 
But only if I want to. But only if I want to. Well, Samantha Tatum is probably actually not in class right now. He's probably at home coming up with his new Britney interpretation of Hold It Against Me. That's meant to be mm-hmm. our intern, Tammy, a.k.a. Tamantha Tatum Woman, is making a project to uh, have his is next incarnation of drag show to be not Liza, but Britney. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dream come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to find out what he thought about Elizabeth Taylor. Oh my gosh, that is the big news of the day, isn't it? What do you think about Liz Taylor? And we should say R.I.P. Liz Taylor. R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm sorry to say it. You know, I you know I love Liz Taylor. My favorite, one of my favorite movies is Virginia Woolf. But do you know she was like really like the first person to say AIDS and to like be like, hey, you guys, we should raise some money. For- I didn't know that until today. Actually- you didn't know that about Liz Taylor? Yeah. No. That was been one of that's the great thing about Ms. Steele's Taylor, other than her amazing commercials for her fragrance. Oh. These have always brought me luck. My favorite. I mean, for my, that alone, she'd be a legend. My favorite Liz Taylor uh, performance was when she did uh, her Gladiator rendition at the Oscars, like sometime in the nineties. It's just she was obviously wasted, and uh, she just kept saying Gladiator. <laughs> they did. I, I do remember that. <laughs> she was wasted. She went up there. She was announcing the Best Picture, yeah. right? It was like she was talking to like you know like. Her sister sitting across from her. Well, I never got an Academy Award, and oh, it's so beautiful in here tonight, isn't it? Gladiator. <laughs> she was. She was also so wonderful for her when they said, "Miss Taylor, do you think you'd ever get married again?" She'd say, "Married? No. I have to howl. Oh." That was the best. I forgot about that. Yeah. So not only was she a great movie star, a great a philanthropist, a great raiser of money for AIDS and gay causes. Great lover of the gays. And lover of the gays. She's she hang out at the Abbey her, recently. Yeah. They oh. wheel around in there. Oh All her best. Monty, Monty was her, Montgomery Cliff was her best friend. Montgomery Cliff, for it's those of you who are babies, was a very famous movie star. Yes. He looked a lot like me. Okay. Look, look him up. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. Who was, he was a very famous closeted uh, Hollywood movie star what, in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, and he basically went crazy because he had a hard time dealing with being in the closet. Mm-hmm. Which is why you should always come out of the closet, Julie. Yeah, why can't you live your truth, Julie? I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But if you don't know about Liz Taylor, I think she's definitely worth checking out all of her stuff and knowing of all her good works. And if you don't want to do any of that, at least stop by CVS. Enjoy many of her House of Taylor fragrances. Yes. I'm gonna well, I'm going to revisit when she's in the wheelchair and she howls because I was living for that. That was one of the too. greatest moments. Yeah. No! <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, it was, a, oh, it was yeah. something she was on one of those Access Hollywood shows and it just got played we everywhere. We watched a million times and we were dying. Why don't I remember? Because she fucking howls. She literally howls and it is incredible. Yeah, she was like, I need to howl. Oh! <laughs> God bless you, Liz oh, Taylor. I'm God. sure she's surrounded by diamonds and Richard Burton in heaven. So shout out to her. Yay. 
Yay. Yay. Yes. You she have a great awesome. life and all you get is one yay from yeah, the I yay mean, paper She group. definitely lived her life to the fullest. Like, she definitely did. She left this place, and, uh, like she left Earth knowing it was a better place because she was here. Except for though, I'm really sorry that before she died, she had to be put through the travesty of being interviewed by Kim Kardashian in yeah. Harper's Bazaar. That's oh, Kim Kardashian interviewed Elizabeth Taylor? Yes, she did. You know, she was the original Angelina Jolie. She was, because back in the day, oh, Liz she was Taylor, the- was, there was the huge scandal. What was it, in the 60s? It was, I think it was the 50s. And Debbie Reynolds was the original De- Jennifer oh, Aniston. Debbie right. Reynolds was married to... Uh, Tony Curtis. Eddie. No, Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher. I Fisher. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, Debbie Reynolds, who's America's sweetheart at the time, was married to Eddie Fisher, who is very much like America's less attractive Brad Pitt. <laughs> and they were like Brad Famous and... Famous for his big penis. Brad apparently. and Jen. And they were like Brad and Jen. Couple. Yeah. America's treasure couple. America's treasured couple. Phyllis, I, the only reason I know it's Eddie Fisher is because my mom... I remember hearing about Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds from my mother. Yeah, and how did, what did she sound like when she did that? She would just always be like... Because it was after, right? It was after they got divorced and all that. Right. So she would always see Elizabeth Taylor or whatever in a movie and be like, uh, I can't even watch her. What she did to Debbie Reynolds is unforgivable. <laughs> because Eddie my little Fisher. gay babies, the story was that on a set, Eddie Fisher met Liz Taylor. Well, no, they were all best friends. Debbie oh, Reynolds, really? Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor and their husbands were best friends. And uh, Elizabeth Taylor's husband died. And so Eddie Fisher went to Europe to be by her side to help her. Because they were all such good friends. And Debbie was busy working, being a married sweetheart. And while he was there taking care of her, they ended up starting to fuck. And Debbie Reynolds like found out about it through the papers. And she called, didn't she call her on the phone? Oh, Debbie Reynolds called called the hotel room. She had heard about it. Then she called the hotel room and like answered the phone. She was like, put Eddie on the phone. It's a really wonderful story. And so then they got together, but Liz Taylor got bored by Eddie Fisher and went off with Richard Burton, who gave her all those huge diamonds that she had. As well as some other, apparently. Like what, herpes and shit? Yeah, conditions. Conditions. He was a ladies' man. STDs of the stars. He was one of those Welchmen that just put their dick wherever they wanted. I love to put it wherever I can, Goldman. I love to stick it wherever I can. You don't even understand that here up in the Welshman's. We go out, we just put our dicks in We're going to put it where if it's a wet spot, we're sticking it in there. If you're having a milkshake, watch out, because I'll stick my dick in it. Oh, Bonnie, we don't want you to go out anymore into the field and put your dick somewhere. Bring me another sheep. I like your Welsh mother character, Goldman. Thank you. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Oh, my God. Well, R.I.P. Liz Taylor. Uh, she has quite a story, and she'll be missed. Yeah. Also, another huge... Sorry to start the show off on death, 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 <laughs> but this was an important one. It's big gossip. This week, it's not gossip, it's fact. <laughs> um, soul Diva and my oh. one of my favorite singers of all time, Miss Loliata Holloway. Yeah. The voice of right on time. Thank, 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 baby. Which was uh, the Black Pockets from the 90s, which was sampled into Marky Marks. Such a good vibration. She originally sang a song called Love Sensation in the 70s and recorded a ton of amazing soul music in the 70s. Um, and was, was sort of a, you know, a dance artist, a disco artist, and then was rediscovered in the 90s through Marky Mark and Black Box. And I, as a little gay child, was obsessed 
with Lolita Holloway and Martha Washington. I, would, I was living in Egypt at the time, and we would go on drama trips to London. I had a very, very poor upbringing. And um, I, when everybody else was getting drunk and trying to sneak to the club, I was like, see you guys later. I'm gonna sneak to the HMV and see if I can find that Lolita Holloway record. Hope I can get it. And when I found it, Brandy, I was so excited. And I listened to it oh, all the time. All the time. Because there was a big scandal in the 90s with Black Box, which was right. this dance group that's saying everybody, everybody had sampled a Lola. Everybody, everybody. That's Martha Wash singing. But on both cases, Martha Wash and Lolita Holloway, they had this black lady who Pretty. was Italian and skinny and couldn't speak English lip syncing their yeah. vocals and pretending that they sang it. And that's what I became obsessed with. Wow. She was very that. convincing. It was a very convincing lip sync performance. She looked kind of like a tranny. She was like a yeah. tranny giving a lip sync performance. She and if you've ever not heard the Martha Wash interview we did on this podcast, Martha Wash, who also was being lip synced by the same lady, went to see Black Box perform in a club one time and stood there in the audience and said, hmm. And then went backstage to see the girl who had just lip synced her vocals. Had she not known they were going to do that? Oh, she had heard. She didn't know. They didn't. They she recorded it, and then when it was released, this other bitch was lip syncing it for both Lolita and Martha. Oh my God! So Martha went backstage to the concert and said, "Miss Martha Wash to see Katrina Kratutraving because that was her name, Katrina something." And Katrina poked her weaved head out of the dressing room, looked at Martha Wash, and ran out the back. Well, she should have. It makes you wonder, like, how many times that that happened. Oh, probably in the '90s, lots of times yeah. up until then. Uh, but Miss Lolita Holloway, all the like, all the generic dance tracks were Millie just some, Vanilli. Well, it was during that same period. But there's Miss, a, there's a Millie Vanilli movie in the works that I can't wait for. I, that was another thing I was obsessed with. The real Millie Vanilli after Millie Vanilli was <laughs> was uh, made to see they to show that they were lip syncing. The real voices behind Millie Vanilli came out with another record called The Real Millie Vanilli starring themselves as their fat old selves. Were they fat and old? Yeah, yeah. that's why they were we were being lip synced by Millie and Vanilli. But you getting obsessed with them is pretty genius. Well, I was they did not make great music, but I was obsessed with the whole lip syncing scandal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would cut out articles about it. <laughs> I had a Martha Wash file in the back of the Martha Wash file with a Lolita Holloway file. Anytime anyone mentioned Lolita Holloway, I cl- clipped it out. In case I ever had to appear in court as a lawyer, <laughs> little research? gay Johnny McGovern to to do my research and evidence, Your Honor, I have a clipping from Billboard magazine, issue one five six zero. So, Miss um, Lilia Holloway had a voice that could not be forgotten, and uh, we will definitely not forget her. She was uh, America, one of America's treasures. So we'll be celebrating her life by playing all Lolita Holloway music all episode long. Yay! Yay. That's cool. You want to hear something amazing, Brandy? Yeah. Well, besides you cutting out articles and taping them into a folder and keeping files, I still have. I still have the files. That is that is your America's treasure. That is fucking cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. I would love my little son to be in there doing justice files on singers on fat black divas. (laughs) Just love them. I love them. Listen to this, mom. I also would do remixes using two cassette te- two cassette decks. Really? I would get the acapellas from Black Box and try to put them over Black Choir rec- recordings from Mississippi Mass Choir to try to make gospel versions of wow. the Black Box songs. They were not very successful, but it started me on a path. Clearly, that's pretty cool. Pretty I was cool. just like putting it's cassettes in cool. and writing, bust, writing down the lyrics to bust a move so I could memorize it. You were? Yeah. What was Little Brandy like? 
The same. The total same. <laughs> but I wasn't doing anything like trying to mix, like having two decks. That's pretty cool. I wish I was Cassette to cool. cassette to cassette to cassette, Goldman. <laughs> it was an art form. So you had two cassette, you had three cassette players, two of them playing music. You're right. There was three, there was three of them. So I had three different boom boxes and then I would play the two with the background and the lead acapella of Martha Wash or Lilith Holloway, whoever, and the other tape would be cut up, things I had cut up of gospel choirs, and I would try to merge the two, Brandy, not successfully. We would have been such good friends as children. We would did have you been. Did that? I did, not do, I did not do that. What were you like as a baby? Weeble Wobbles. Oh. And Well, how old are we talking? Well, this was like Teenage. when I was probably like, you like junior high. 10 through 15. Um, yeah, 17. I just picked up the guitar, <laughs> so there was that. Oh. I was fiddling around with that between 10, yeah, I was obsessed, 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 obsessed with getting an electric guitar, and then that's what I bought with my bat mitzvah money. Oh, and then yeah. what kind of, what music would you play? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Goldman just laid her head down. <laughs> I did like ACDC, at the beginning it was ACDC, Bon Jovi, yes. and um. Stairway to Heaven. I mean, everybody did. Star- you had to know it. Stairway to Heaven. The only way to have street cred on the guitar is if you can play Stairway to Heaven. Oh. Period. The end. And uh, I could play it. I don't think I could play it anymore. I forgot. But yeah, but ACDC was a huge. You should close your show now with an ACDC number. <laughs> a tribute to teenage Julie Goldman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was serious business. And I had an electric guitar and an amp and I would learn it and the guy would teach the te- and I had a teacher who only taught me how to play songs he didn't actually teach me how to learn music oh <laughs> so really so that's, that's why you're I the, learned how to the play genius the you are today <laughs> yeah I can't that's why I can't read music and why I can't yeah you had some music. teenage huckster that was like taking your mom's 50 bucks <laughs> yeah. and just teaching you songs <laughs> he was he was he was he was this, he, no he was old and he was smoking and he was over it and it was in the music <laughs> store and I would go in the back of this music store into this room and he'd like shut the door and it was like hey I had a, like an ashtray and a thing and he was like alright what do you want to learn <laughs> really yeah and I was like um I want to learn um I want to learn Back in Black by ACDC and then he would be like okay and then he would write out <laughs> the thing and he'd show me on his guitar and then he would be like alright and do it and then I would do it and then that, that's how it went that's how it went how and did you oh, sing terrific. it? Huh? <laughs> did you? I also, by the way, would have been really good friends with you as a teenager. But then, uh, did you perform somewhere when you were like learning these songs? Or? Not this. No, I didn't do. I would no, not music. Not until I didn't. Just in her bedroom, just Julie bedroom. Goldman live. Yeah. One yeah. day, I'll be at Michigan <laughs> Women's Music Festival. That's right. I didn't perform music in front of people until I was an adult like way in a, as an adult wow I was too scared it was too scary it's too vulnerable I on the other hand even before I was good enough to be performing thought I had needed a record deal <laughs> and would record singles and bring them to music class and ask my music class teacher to play them for the class wow wow mm-hmm. and you'd be like this is my new single this is my new- yes I was always <laughs> wanting to have a new single even in high school that's amazing. I know. And the teacher would be like, class, class, everybody listen up. Ding, 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 ding. Another Johnny song. brought his new Thank you, everyone. In. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> All right, Johnny, put it in the cassette. Mm-hmm. Okay, player, player. I did actually do things like that. And I also would record fake sitcoms for English class <laughs> oh, and, wow. and play them for the class for extra credit. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. I'm going to try to dig up those tapes and you do a should, live show. Please. Where you get to see Johnny McGovern's 
to little. That was when I was when I was like ten through twelve doing that. Well, that's you videotape cool. them. Videotape them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't have a video camera. My- oh, I was. I have. There are. There are. There are reams of Johnny McGovern alone in his room in front really? of the camera. <laughs> Long form improv sitcoms variety oh shows. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. I made my Chinese best friend Chuan Chen play the <laughs> son of the. Of the Chinese food rest, <laughs> restaurant owners in town, and my parents are that is racist. Wow. Like the Chinese restaurant son. Did you do that too? Well, that? I my parents were born again Christians, as I told you, and so I played all of the sports like football oh. and baseball. You I, did. I look like such a natural athlete. You do anyway. You do. Um, <laughs> so I remember getting grounded for a month once because I was in right field, which is the worst position you could play if you mm-hmm. play baseball, by the way. Oh, you know, Julie. And, I don't um, actually really know baseball. I don't really so I was know. in the right field and um, I was in the middle of It's a Hard Knock Life from Annie. That's how I keep myself <laughs> entertained while I was there because the ball never came there. Yes. And I remember singing uh, It's a Hard Knock Life and like trying to like do all the choreography without it like appearing that I was doing choreography in the right <laughs> field. <laughs> while, I was, while I was in the baseball <laughs> pants and seeing this like ball come and bounce and like run, go past me and I just kept doing my number in my head <laughs> and the two and singing it and I saw it and then I, I realized that uh, the team was all looking at me <laughs> and then I look over to the stands and I can see my dad just with this face of like as he was turning red like yelling something at me and I'm like what what is going on? Why can't they appreciate that I just did an incredible li- move in my head? <laughs> I literally watched the ball as it rolled past me. <laughs> and it stopped like 14 feet from me. And there's this... <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was... Um, you know, the outfield was a place for where little homosexuals' dreams could run wild because I also was put in different outfield positions. And I'd be like, this is good because I don't really even want to play this. And I can just look at that. I wonder if ants are living there. <laughs> Maybe they have adventures together. Maybe Helen Hayes comes and meets the ants and they solve the mystery together. It's a hard knock life for ants. <laughs> Brandy, were you America's most popular girl in high school? Um, I was pretty popular, but I was definitely really bitchy <laughs> and super two-faced and <laughs> major drama. My dad had to like rip the phone out of the wall. Like, cause I mean, I would say like in junior high, we all still had like the kitchen phone with the extra long yeah. cords and yeah. you'd be like in the family room with the phone and the cord and it's like killing the dog. And then cordless phones came, but my dad would come in, rip the whole thing out, like in the middle of the night. But I was like obsessed with what, my What, because bang. you were on the phone too much? Oh yeah, I'd be on the phone all the like, Brandy! Yeah, I'd be under the covers, I'd be on the phone. I, I couldn't stop. Who were you, were you talking to boys or girls? Both. But I was obsessed with my bangs and Alyssa Milano. Like I was obsessed with my bangs. Wow. All I could think bangs. about for 10 hours a day was my fucking bangs. Like <laughs> that was it. What did That's your hair look like? Well, apparently it was perfect. It was like curly and long, and then I would have like big bangs. But I was a year ahead because I started kindergarten when I was four instead of five. So I was always, I mean, thinking about it now, I was a year behind maturity-wise than everyone around me. So it was definitely like totally shallow and started my period early and started shaving early and had sex early because I was just, I just Whatever. I couldn't wait just to like get a it. car. Yeah, I would get... I would hoard mail. I'd like send things off to like cereal boxes and be like, get mail and be like, I have mail. I'm important. Weird shit. I couldn't wait to just, I mean, I was an only child, so 
I couldn't wait to just be independent and get get out of people being the boss of me. Yeah, look at you now. You did it. Yep. I, and I never, I think about it all the time. Like, I'm so glad I don't have homework. I'm so glad no one can tell me what the fuck to do. I can do whatever I want. Spit it's, your gum out, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. That is the worst. Um, a Brandy's uh, ornery proceedings and inappropriate sayings have been getting me a lot of your worry on the air last week where you said, I don't know, I just couldn't even listen to the show because I was just afraid of all the horrible things I said. Well, people wrote me letters to tell you, Brandy, that because you're not on Facebook or they tell you yourself, um, that they love your inappropriate sayings. They love everything. They even were down with HIV gum. <laughs> you liked HIV gum, but because was- I was laughing at it, and then I you had said cut it out. So I texted Brandy to see whether she really wanted me to cut it out. She said, "Let it ride." I'm gonna trust you because you're the. You're yeah. the creative director of the show. That's so right. You know. If I think it's inappropriate, it's out. But it, I'm sure it one in. person emailed you. I'm sure. No negative nice. email. This was, and I got four or five emails about you this week that were supportive. Supportive, all supportive. Okay, good. That they wanted you to know that they that your dark feelings make their dark feelings seem better. <laughs> I'm the only one who's gotten a piece of hate mail. From You've the gotten a hate mail from the podcast. And I forgot <laughs> yes. you did. <laughs> I mean, I got real so hate mail. Stop listening. So I hope what's his name. What did you yeah. say? That was so horrible. It was all something she did in general. I guess it was Uh, the camp trans story, the Bay Area camp trans or whatever. Wow. And he said, yeah, I mean, that was hate mail. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Drew or something like that. Hmm. Well, don't be so sensitive, honey. You're listening to Gay Pimpin. Johnny, the best is that Johnny didn't even care. I was like, oh my gosh, is Johnny going to care? One of his fans isn't listening, and you didn't even give a fuck. If you don't like what we're doing, you don't have to listen, everyone. No. We do it for free. We do it out of love. We do it for you. That's right. That's right. But let me tell you something. The fans have been doing something for me, everyone. <laughs> oh, they have. Something amazing has happened in the last week. I mean, out of this world, amazing. Tell us what the tally. Is. As you know, I've been on a, on a rampage to raise money for my Kickstarter, Johnny McGovern Super Gay Video Projects, which will allow me to make four or more, might I say, videos in a row so I can release them like all your favorite stars do. And we started raising money two weeks ago in our last week's show. <laughs> we were at 3200 last week. Which was pretty amazing. That was amazing. I was surprised because we hadn't really talked about it very much. Well, we had done that one big episode right. and the money started coming in. And then we, uh, and the fans showed their support. There were some big donations. And then, y'all, over the week after that, after last week's podcast came out, the money kept pouring For in. Real. And we are now at. Drum roll. $8,575, So, I'm definitely wow. going to be able to make more than four videos. Wow. It's amazing. And let me tell you, I one thing I want my job to be is to make videos all the time. I'm an artist. I need to be able to express myself. And the only thing that stops me sometimes is money. So this support from you, my little gay babies, is so important and keeps me going and keeps getting my projects out to you. Yay! So hallelujah. Amen. Now, we're not going to be doing all the shout outs uh, 
you know, until all everything's finished. So don't, we're not going to do the shout outs, but. That's going to be like a, an episode of shout outs. Yeah, and I'm down with it. That'll be fun. It'll be, they'll be spread. Th- I want to give everyone the shout out of their dreams. <laughs> I mean, okay? I, 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 we have such smart fans because when you think about who Hollywood gives money to, to, you know, and I use, I'm using those quote things with my fingers that are artists. Uh, you know, it just blows my mind. You know, the Jonas Brothers get like millions and millions of dollars to make cottage cheese things, you know, like whatever. I love last week when you said, um, if you want to get all of your gay cre- creative work from Logo, then there you you're go. welcome to. But if not, then you got to do stuff like this. If you, you know, I mean, Johnny's music is like, although it is like funny and um, provocative, it's also, you know... It's boys Changing singing about world. other boys. It's fully gay art form yes. done to you in a funny way, but it's it's our gay art telling gay things, putting it out there. And let me tell you, the record labels and even the networks aren't just giving stuff away. No. If we want to create our That's art right. and do stuff that you love, we need your help. Johnny, right. Johnny can't True. like. I, I, I mean, I, I think we should like continue to raise money because you can make more songs. Can you just give your fans like one song title to get them excited? Well, oh, come I on, Johnny. In in the the thought of that, if we could reach ten thousand dollars, everyone, we it could would do be it. What, pretty if, what great. if people emailed in and guest names? <laughs> Or sent in names. <laughs> I'm not going to write songs to order, Goldman. That's <laughs> not how it works. You could do a contest to see Well, you know what? If someone song. does have a great a song idea, you could send that in. But I was considering um, Michael's proposal that to titillate you, to continue to give if you haven't given, you could give $10, you could give $25, you could give $50. There are many exciting prizes that come along with each of those things. I mean, just for $10, you get a shout out on the podcast and a thank you from me. If you tr- if you get $25 or more donation, you get a, a podcast shout out, a digital copy about the songs about the Golden Girls EP, and an autographed photo of me. Ooh. If you get $50, <laughs> you get all that plus a digital copy of my new full-length solo CD, The Gayest of All Time, a week before its official release in June. If you give $100 or more, you get all that stuff plus a limited edition autographed physical copy copy of my new CD, The Gayest of All Time, wow. and I'll leave your outgoing voicemail message. $200 or more gets you all that stuff, plus a DVD of the videos once they're released, and I will record a personalized thank you video to you with your choice of Gay Pimpin' with Johnny McGovern cast member. $500, can you believe these prizes? No, I can't $500 gets you all that, plus an executive producer credit on all the videos and a visit to the set of one of the videos. Think of all the go-go boys you get to see. <gasps> and a and $1,000 gets you all that and a cameo in the video. So if you haven't given, I need you to give, 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 and help make this video project grow. How many cameos do we have in the videos as of now? Well, right now we have two people that have pledged enough for uh, a visit to the set, which is exciting, and executive producer credit, and two (laughs) people who have donated enough to make cameos in the video. I 
have to say as director I'm directing on this uh, Michael several Rowe is directing the videos directing several of the videos I am so looking forward to making some really fun cameo moments for these guys I want them to have like such a good time I want them to see Go Go Boy Wiener oh I want, god I want them to uh, have a moment that they can show their grand gay babies yep. look what granddaddy did look what granddaddy <laughs> went back when he was a horny young gentleman That's- and they know there's an amount of money to that old gay pimp. Hey, Charlie McGovern. The legend said <laughs> old gay pimp would make a video and it would go around the world. Around. Um, and uh, those the, the two people have given a thousand or more uh, of one of them in particular keeps increasing his pledge. Good wow. for him. A beautiful heavenly angel named Brian He's Douglas. He's going to have some balls on his Has increased forehead. increased his <laughs> pledge several times. His last pledge was for one thousand seven hundred and eighty five dollars. Wait, did you wow. say his name out loud? Yes, I did. Because when you donate and increase your pledge three times, you get an early shout out. But believe me, Mr. Brian Douglas, my darling angel. You're getting a special tribute on the day that we we really announce <laughs> everybody with theme music. I think they, he should get a star <laughs> on your lunchbox. Goldman, Julie Goldman, pussy lunchbox. <laughs> now, so wait, are you going to just excite the people and keep them giving? Are you going to just give us one one song? I mean, I right. know the song titles. I know. You I do. know how amazing every single one of these songs are, mm-hmm. and I think the excitement that you would generate. By just mentioning one song title could be worth a lot, Johnny. You think? You think uh, you'd push us to ten thousand? I think, and I, I hope that the listeners don't let me down by convincing you that you should do this. But I really think you could do it with any of the song titles. I mean, I have my favorite one. Well, I I guess in the spirit of getting you riled up to give just a little bit more, because there's only a few more weeks to go before this happens. We have nineteen days to go. So, uh, in the spirit of exciting you, if we can get a little bit more money, there probably will be a video for the song Dickmatized. Dickmatized. <laughs> what? It's, it's a song title out of my own life. Have you ever been like at the bank and some gentleman's got on a pair of workout shorts and you're trying to focus on doing your deposit slip yes but all you can do is make out the crest of his penis and ball circumcised penis yes I I have I assume that's what you mean by digmatized because I have been it digmatized can have so many meanings and Brandy you'll relate to me sometimes you meet a gentleman and that dick is so big and good and juicy <laughs> that even after he leaves, it's so good and you still are thinking about it and then like you can be doing whatever and then it's suddenly like like an episode of Lost and you're like <laughs> and you're right back there uh, with that dick in your face. Uh, I'm exhausted. And sometimes you gotta take their number out of their, yeah, their yeah. number out of your cell phone because you keep wanting to text yeah. people more digmatization. They, they may be so bad to you like they may be totally wrong for you. They eat they your may food. Be, they, they're bad. They're hookers. They're maybe any of those things. I mean, they could tell you anything. They'd be like, I'm a hooker. I, I don't have a job. I don't have a car. I need you to pick me up from work. But if you're digmatized, you might do it. Yeah. You got to get them out because you're so digmatized. I, I think that's know. a song that men and women can relate to. Right, ladies? And yet right. you will, ne- <laughs> and yet you you will never find... I bet that song title on like a, for example, a Capitol Records artist. No, you will not. No, you will uh, not. You will not. I, I bet, bet they'll copy won't. it now. That's a pretty fucking awesome title. Well, listeners, don't don't talk to other people about the song titles. <laughs> <laughs> for you. Don't don't tell Lady Gaga the song titles. 
Yeah. Whatever you do, the maggot dickmatized. Put your paws up, little monsters, in the shape of a dick. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Right, she doesn't scoop me right oh, before it comes she out. Not. Well, oh. dickmatized is one of my favorite new songs on the record. I love it so much, um, and it's cool. in my new style. The new style of songs on the record are really exciting. The style, my style, is evolving, and I think there's some really great new forward movements. And dickmatized, I would love to make a video for. Can you explain your new style in a little more detail? Or I no? mean, it's just a new sound. Like it's a fresher, updated sound. Let me tell you, there's a little a lot of vocal processing, a la Britney Spears' new record. Oh. There's a little bit of rhythmic speaking, a la Legging Big Dicks. I don't want to say rapper, because someone said, you're that gay rapper, right? And I said, no, I'm not that gay rapper. I might rhythmically speak sometimes, but I'm not a gay rapper. Uh, but there's just a lot of really fun elements. And every time I play for people, they say, God, they're so shiny. They're so shiny. I mean, the new sounds are off the chain. And yeah. this album is still getting recorded. So you guys, I can be we we right now look like we can make six or seven videos at least. Oh I can't God. I can't fucking. Wait. So that's gonna be video after video after video. You know, there's gonna be a video for Modified. Now we are trying to make one for Dickmatized. I'm not gonna reveal any more. Maybe in later episodes, if we can still are driving that money up. I can release a few more song titles. That's just so impressive. And I'm planning Britney, uh, Britney. I can't believe I just called you yeah. Britney. I'm, I'm planning right. Brandy like Britney Spears did to release right before it comes out. Little six second snippets to get you excited about it. Ooh. I, you know, six six inches does it. That will get that gets me excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did he say? I said six <laughs> second, Michael. Oh, okay. all these records are twelve inches. Yay! Oh. Reminds me of home. Yeah. In spirit. In spirit. Well, my little gay babies, let's get this show on the road. Coming up, Miss Calpurnia Adams will be joining us. Miss Nadia Ginsburg will be joining us. And we are going to have some faggoty fun. Let's do it. Yay! Hit it, Lolita. Love sensation. Love sensation. Love sensation. You got me burning up.
Would you like some tea, dear? Tea. Tea. Nah, girl. I'm spilling the tea. It's gonna be hot, hot, hot. Full dossiers, honey. We the ones who really let you have it. There's nothing that's sacred here, girl. If you got some drama in your life, we know about it. We're gonna let you know that they're going to know. Okay, honey. It's all gonna be what? The tea, honey. The total tea, girl. No O's, honey. The tea. Wait, doesn't she sound good, Brandy? So soulful. Makes me miss high school. Just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, it's been quite a week. We've all been so busy, but really, the aftershocks are still beaming around the internet from the uh, from the visit last week of Michael's boyfriend, Sam, who maybe he's texting right now. I'm I not am. sure what's going on. That's what I was doing. So. Yes. He just got back from Costa Rica last night at midnight, and my butt is sore, bitches. <laughs> Oh my god, he came home and he, I don't know, he was, he was like horny like I've never seen before. So what, does he just like ram your asshole? Well, I mean, he's got his moves, like he makes it clear, like he'll like, we, he, I came and got my stuff, his, came and got him at the airport, he was in customs for an hour and a Uh half. So we're like, I know like right off the bat that um, something's going down because I'm like putting his stuff in the back seat and all of a sudden I can feel his hand slip down the back of my pants and I'm like, oh, oh it's happening. This is Wait, this in is, the car? No, I'm like, I'm just loading the stuff into the back seat of his car. So I'm like bent over a little. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I feel like that like little hand on my ass and... It making it hard for me. Remember that song? Yeah. I feel a poke coming through. <laughs> You're making it hard for me. God, that did yeah. get me horny. And he was like, I want to get home as soon as we can. Mm. I was like, okay, okay. Let's, let's go. And I was like, I was thinking we'd like go get something to eat or something. Mm-mm. So did you like clean your ass and like your balls? Well, and I knew perfectly? like I knew what was going to happen. He knew he need to be prepared. So yeah, all my bits were tidy. Nice. Oh, your bits were tidy. Ready to rock. I and was did you ready guys to have die. wine, little Xanax. How do you do? Bacon to Brandy's life. <laughs> hey babe, here's a little wine and Xanax. I think tonight's a special night. <laughs> uh, we I did have some uh, beer. He likes to drink beer. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was definitely fun. But I basically. Because before the day before, I shot a video, so I was up all day, and then picked him up at the airport. I mean, I, like I'd been up since four. Picked him up from the airport, and then had sex all night, and then had to go meet Johnny today. They met so. me today. Now yeah. Sam enjoyed being on the podcast. Right? He did. He uh, he's met. He had met. All, he had a great time actually. Because he's a fan of the podcast, but he had um, met everybody but except for Nadia. And so he said the whole time he was here, all he could do was focus on Nadia because she looked completely different than how he imagined her looking. And I said, well, what did you think she looked like? And he said, I don't know. Like, I figured she looked like kind of Madonna-ish. I guess because oh, because if you see Nadia made up as Madonna, she l- she looks totally like, different. She has a yeah. wig and she has all the heavy makeup and whatever else. And if you see her in real life, she's a natural beauty. He said it's that like, I do kind of think she she does look like Madonna just because she's like Madonna now. Because, yeah, to me, I feel the same way. But um, he said, but really, she looks like Jersey Shores, but in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way. That's that she's was East Coast. Dark she's got the curly skin. hair and yeah. she looks she looks Italian. Yeah, Italian. Um, she has the Jutalian stallion. She'll be coming up later. Well, so. I loved him. It, I can I listened to the podcast and he was so quiet. So I don't know if 
his energy translated as far as like how open and friendly he is. He's yeah. not pretentious. He, I really like, I really like him a lot. I know that's like, he probably hates me, so I, but I don't even care. No, he he's loves most, you. He's one of those people where it's like, I mean, it's cheesy to even say because I don't like anyone, but God bless you. That's why, that's why when you like, you when, some, when you get liked by Brandy, you feel good. It's kind of like Linda James because she hated everyone. So when she liked you, she really liked you. Mm. His head is going to be so swollen when he listens to this. Dude. Sam, <laughs> <Damn>, bro. <laughs> I like Sam too and I hate men. <laughs> Julie Goldman's getting letters. Yeah, fucking hate man. You got this, rapists. Rape, 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 baby killers. You guys met him almost when I first started dating him when we were doing the Do Something yeah. Awards. We yeah. that was like the literally you guys had just had the talk, so I feel yeah. like we were in there from the beginning. You were in there right from the roots. I was we in there when after their first date. We were still using condoms then. <gasps> Is that, is, that bad, is that a bad thing to say? No, because you got tested and did, you are monogamous, tested, so yeah. that's fine. To my listeners, that's the only time it's okay to not play it safe. That yes. one time Tammy wasn't here and you're like, he's home having condomless sex. <laughs> yes, Tammy did the same thing. Oh, I just have to say this, and I know you're going to fucking edit this out, Johnny, but I didn't really have, like, I just got a glimpse into a sort of, like, the gay world of, or maybe just it's the, the dating world of condoms. I feel like maybe like hetero dating women are so much more cavalier about condoms right and i mean i think condoms are gross and they smell weird and make me feel like i'm getting a pap smear and never use them in my whole life but so i'm driving driving with johnny i know he's gonna fucking edit this out but i said so you guys and he's like you know talking about you know when he was in his long relationship for 100 years and then now he's using condoms because he's clean and good and so he's like talking about having to get back into condoms and it's gross and we're just having the talk and then he said he was finding his condom he's just striving being himself just not not putting anything on just being honest and I was like well yeah so what like you want to just find one that's not stinky or like like was thin or what and he's like I just need it to be extra thin and extra large <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yes I mean in dead serious extra thin and extra large uh, Johnny will not be editing that I guarantee I mean, I might leave it in. It Listeners, if you're NFL hearing this now, in his pants. I've told a lot of people that story. Like, I should have been an extra large. Dead serious. No irony. Just telling me honestly what he's looking for. And I was like, that is hot. That That's was- when you know that somebody's being honest and just being themselves and telling the truth. Not like, oh, my fucking dick's so big. Yeah. It's so big. It's like a Christmas tree. <laughs> dick's so big. I don't even get it in the pants. Oh, the ladies or gentlemen love my dick. Oh, but see, you're just yeah, being just being, I'm just being real, Brandy. It's yeah. got to be me. You know, I, I was keep, I was breaking it. it down for you. We were having a real combo. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, that is fucking hot. Of course, you have a giant dick. Of course, <laughs> of course you know. Well, now on another topic, of, a beautiful and lovely vision has entered the studio and is now brushing her perfectly blonde locks in front of us. I think it's Miss Calpurnia Adams, everyone. Hello, Calpurnia. I I heard the words big dick across the city and I flew immediately to the source. It's her superhero character. It's her superpower. Calpurnia, please. There's a big dick and it's not being serviced. There's a big dick loose. Super Calpurnia. Uh, I'm here, honey. Calpurnia, darling, I haven't seen you since the last podcast. How are you doing? Oh, 
I'm doing wonderful. I spent um, all day making a dance remix of my stalker's uh, dirty phone call. You did? Yeah. Are we going to be able to play it on the show today? Uh, um, yes. If, if you, you can either go to um, my Facebook page and hear it or California.com and we're going to play it on the show too. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. You've come bearing gifts. Oh my goodness. I took all the dirtiest parts. Oh my God. That exciting. is genius. So yeah. exciting. Way to be productive with your day. Yeah. yeah. Very good. It's like spinning straw into gold, except it's spinning nightmarish, you know, stalkerism. Yeah. yeah. It's taking the power back. Exactly. Now he's my my little <laughs> slave dancing for me, earning me nickels. <laughs> exactly. And what is he going to do when he's like at some big fashion party? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to the dance floor and see if I can find any sexy ladies. And then he hears himself like, Calpurnia, Calpurnia, Calpurnia. Who else is asking this? And suddenly he's dancing to himself. Oh, yeah. Somewhere Calpurnia smiling. I call it Who Else Is Saying This To You is the name of the Yes! <laughs> oh my God. What a dream. Well, what else have you been up to, darling? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, you know, I moved into my new place and I have a cat, which <gasps> I haven't had a pet in forever. Now, did you take that cat from your last house? Yeah. The my... cat that I had to chase around the garden at the time because I yeah. thought it had gotten loose and you were in the bathroom and I had thought, oh my God, I just let out Calpurnia's cat. And then me and the cat had a face off where I was trying to scare it back in the house, but it kept going to other corners of the yard. And then I, I was like, Adam Joseph, because he was with me that day. I was like, Adam, go over and try to wrangle that cat in here. And he's like, I don't know how to wrangle a cat. I was like, just shake the stick at it. And so the cat, the cat was like, well, he was like a real housewife of Orange County. He was like, and finally we scared the cat back in the house. And Calpurnia said, don't worry. It's an inside outside cat. Yeah, it's, you know, he's, he's, I haven't had a pet since I was a child. And when my old housemate found the cat, I was like, ugh, cats, whatever, you know, let's take it to the shelter, whatever, whatever. And then, of course, I fell in love with it, so I took it with me. And, and now I have, like, a little friend in my apartment. You have a big, That's fat nice. pussy in your house. Yeah, too. Oh. Um, I, I renamed him Leo. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's lame, but I don't care. Because um, my housemate had named him Mildred, and I like for people's genders to match their, you know, name. And well, Mildred's just not sexy, and Leo's like Nardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and he's very muscular. Like if this cat were a guy, he'd be a big muscular black guy. Uh, so is he black cat? He's he's really dark with some strange, like kind of brown stripes Ooh. on him, and. What, a vitiligo. No. I like yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm vitiligo. Michael's me, California's cat. California's black cat. How you doing? Lamar's my name. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so glad that guy. I can't believe those motherfuckers are naming me Mildred up in there. What the hell? What the hell is going on with this? Finally, I got out, me and my bitch, California, got our own place. We don't need that bullshit no more. Hey, baby, baby, meow, baby. Meow. Meow, baby. Damn, baby, meow. I'm nude all the time, Leo. I hope you don't mind. Oh, I want you to show me all that stuff, especially from the back. I'm going to sniff your butt. I'm going to sniff your butt. Can you milk me? 
miserable <laughs> minimum. I got so many nipples. I'm so I got so many by nipples. Your cat impersonation. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I'm embarrassed about it. <laughs> I'm a cat. I'm a big black cat. I'm gonna call you later and say, do the Leo impersonation. Hey, Michael, what's up? I'm just peeing on myself right now, licking my genitals. What are you doing? I'm just stepping in my own poop, but that don't matter. I'm a cat. I guess that's not as sexy oh, now. <laughs> Yeah. Does he have a litter box? He does. It's like got a little cap over the top. It's so. like my own penthouse, Brandon. <laughs> the little place I bring cap on it back to you. Like, Hold on, I'm gonna lick my asshole. And I'm gonna come out and snuggle on your titties. Hey, bitch. Give me some cat catnip. Give me my catnip, bitch. He is always. I give him one catnip blunt every few days. Yeah, my lady catnip. knows how to treat me right. <laughs> I hope that Leo doesn't hide in the closet and jump out at you and scratch you when you're naked just out of the shower. Oh, yes. I hope, I hope that doesn't happen, but if it did, the show would be exciting. Yow, purr. Purr, motherfucker, purr. <laughs> Bitch, give me some catnip. Bitch, where my catnip at? <laughs> I love that he turns mildly abusive. I love it. I think he does scratch her just out of the shower. No, that was like, now I feel like I am just relived what exactly my cat's voice was like hey you list me y'all the cat now what's up motherfucker bitch a big black cat you don't have to walk me just get me my shit get me my shit and I'm gonna get as fat as I fucking want double big bro double big Julie double big I like the sound of your cat Calpurnia yeah that's so sweet he's really nice he's very muscular for a cat and he's always like you know he'll grab my head with his arm and pull my head to him (gasps) how big is his dick Um, rape cat rape cat that's me rape cat well um he he has had the operation oh yep that's the problem I can always try try to rape but then I realize I don't have jumps damn yo damn Calpurnia Oh my goodness. Is that who I think it is? Rapos. Calpurnia, I saw that that cat is there. It's not going to rape me, rape goes. So. No, it's doing it at night. It's not raping you. But maybe you know that because that was the cat that they left in the box with me. It's the rape cat. Rape goes, you are not ever a cat. You did not get raped by a cat, rape goes, please. I don't know, no, 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 I'm not a cat. Maybe the ghosts of my cat's genitals are raping me. That's possible, rape ghosts. They will very, very be. I know you. I know you, rape cat. I know you. I know you. Don't think I don't know you. I'm, I'm calling Zelda Rubenstein right now. I want her to say, this house is clear. <laughs> Get rid of rape ghosts. Rape ghosts be gone. Get Zelda Rubenstein, that short lady from Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah, she's that fat lady from Poltergeist. She's dead now. Did she die along with She used to eat at um, the French market all the time on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, really? Yes. She's she's like bowling ball size. Wow. But she died. Recently. She was one of the people that... Oh, the no. Poltergeist died from the yeah, Poltergeist the curse. curse. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. But really, no one did except Dominic, Dominique Dunn, I think. Because mm. if that girl lady just died, I don't know. I love to talk about that curse, though, even though it's... You love the Poltergeist curse? Were you obsessed with it as a teenager? Yeah, I love it. And I love that ghost in um, Three Men and a Baby, too. I don't what? remember a ghost Oh, yeah, in the, the window. Yeah. There's and a then ghost? In, te- in Teen Wolf, somebody's supposed to show their dick, right? The, I, there's the... a screen grab on YouTube. 
There is. And who yeah. shows their dick in a ghost? In Teen Wolf, that movie when they're on the basketball court, it's like in the in the stands, and Pull there's some up. guy like with his dick. Out. <laughs> I love it. Some extra, really? keeping it real. <laughs> some extra brandy styles. Like they're not paying me. They're not paying me. Yep. Fuck this. I'm gonna show my cock and balls. That's so great. Wait, yeah. I, I want to see it. Is that what it is can you go to YouTube? I'll check it on my. I'll see if there's a still on my phone. Uh. Oh, Calpurnia's <laughs> mobile collection of uh, ghosts and pornography so... from America's favorite movies. Ghost porn, it's really in right now. Ghost porn is amazing. Ghost porn. <laughs> well, Calpurnia, your anorexic pill diet appears to be working. You're yeah, looking good. Yeah, you're melting oh, away. Thank you. I've I've lost a few pounds, but I decided I didn't want to torture myself. You know, it's not about me being in some kind of concentration camp. I just want um, I, I just want to lose a few pounds you know so I'm taking my diet pills I'm cutting back on what I that's eat that's a good idea yeah. though the concent- Me concentration too. camp Me too. diet yeah right. I'm starving are you comments <laughs> Juden or Max you will lose weight welcome to Auschwitz oh god no well, that's they, so wrong there have been so concentration wrong. camps in a lot of different places you know America had concentration camps for the, the Japanese for the Japs we call them internment <laughs> yes yes more letters so. coming your way Goldman <laughs> Because we're, if I need to hold your hand and explain to you the irony of the racism that we're doing, then you can go kill yourself. And you're listening to the wrong show. (laughs) And you've been offended for six years now. I said Japs um, in reference to the Japanese in the Japanese concentration camps. You know, that's derogatory. That is correct. Calling Japanese people Japs. That's, it is derogatory. Or Jewish rich women. Kikes. Oh, okay. Which rhymes with. Dykes. And I, I take it when I'm among comedians, I think comedians are the voice of America's frightened subconscious. And it, <laughs> you know, it, you, you say things not because you really hate a certain group, but you're, right. you're echoing the, the fears that are in the zeitgeist. I think you're, you're putting them out there for people to laugh at and disempowering them. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, I think comedy about race and gender and sexuality and all that can be very healing. I agree. And you know, like when nice. you're sitting around with your that. friends and you say things that you think are so wrong and you're like, we could never say this in public. Those are the things I think that you you that's should we, say yeah, because you're. And that's not, why you say them on this podcast, yeah, right, Brandy? Are. Well, because it's like we're alone, and then we're fucked when we find out. Whoops. Well, you know what? <laughs> Wendy Williams said something very interesting on her show today. She was talking about Tiger Woods' girlfriend and uh, current girlfriend, and she's like, oh, he has a "I bet you're wondering, is she white?" Well, yes, she is. She says, everyone, isn't it good sometimes to talk about race instead of just think it? The audience said, "Yes." That's how and she was out. white. That's how oh. we bring about the winds of change. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of the winds of change, who's in the studio right now? Something's a blowing in the wind. Oh. Wow, it's not Ginsburg, everybody. Wow, I really um, walked in on a very um, interesting topic. And I have it. to say, I agree. I remember uh, on a radio station in New York, um, they uh, what was 107.9 Johnny or WBLS? Yeah. And they said you couldn't say the word bitch, and at the time, bitch, and at the time, which is appropriate for that horrible song. I'm a bitch. I'm a <laughs> That should never be played. But <laughs> ever, ever. But Queen Latifah had a song, and she's like, "I'm not a bitch or a hoe." 
So mm-hmm. it's like it's like when people are anal, but not in the fun way, and, and forget <laughs> that you're actually criticizing the word. But again, instead, silence it. It's like it's such a bad choice to just totes. Get, I agree. I and Naj Ginsburg agrees. <laughs> Wonderful. Got, it's so wait. It's so rainy outside. It's so right? rainy outside. This, and it's all radioactive rain. Oh, even worse. That's what worse. they're saying. Oh. You know, it's like wafting towards us wafting wafting towards us well you know what that's racist so (laughs) (laughs) that means a racist Nadia and where's it coming from and now we're full circle moving on pretty amazing so Michael you had some celebrity studded moments this week what happened I did well I um, I don't know if our listeners are aware of the film franchise Eating Out oh they are (laughs) I was in Eating Out too. I played Neil they actually were created by Q. Ellen Brocka yeah. Who used to be a yes. writer in the original season of the Big A Sketch, Big Sketch Show. Oh. But that's not how I got the part, Johnny. I'm sure, I'm sure. I slept you got with it. somebody for this part. You did it. Um, so I was in I was in Eating Out too. I was very Mike, successful. You played a... Uh, I played a uh, uh, straight. Straight? Straight-ish. Well, he's married. Oh, okay. Um, I think I've only seen the sexy teacher. scenes of that movie. I have some very subtle acting moments in it. <laughs> oh. Um, anyways, I'm reprising my role in Eating Out 4. Yes, Eating Out 4. And there's an Eating Out 5 being shot, too. They're going to shoot doing them back, back to back. back, Eating Out. Where are they getting the money to do that? Um, TLA video. <laughs> Did you have to show your butt? No, but there is like dicks in it, a lot of them. In fact, in Eating Out 2, my first That's day fine. of shooting, I got there, That's and fine. I hadn't read the script yet when I got there. And, very um, professional. Because it was called Eating Out 2, Sloppy Seconds. I was like, I don't need to read it. Um, but I, <laughs> I don't think anyone else needed to. But I got, they're actually, they're very funny movies. They're like American Pie, but for gay people. Um, my first day of shooting in Eating Out 2, Marco Draper, who is the lead, and I use that word lightly, <laughs> Um, came in and he has Draper no... Draper or lead? <laughs> Draper. Okay. <laughs> he um, has no pubic hair, so he had to wear a merkin. Oh. Uh, and my oh. first day of shooting, I went into hair and makeup, and he that's where I met him uh, while he got his merkin applied. It was very difficult to focus. And he's a quite an attractive gentleman, and he yes. does his scene nude with you. Why was he did, and I had, a nude to... scene, I had a nude scene with him. I was not nude. But why was he required to wear a merkin? I thought that was um, a, to au courant to be sans hair. I think you always have to wear wear it if you have no hair. Like that's why Jennifer Conley has a huge bush in Requiem for a Dream because she either yeah. had a small one or they make you wear this. Why yeah. every a bush movie weave? Yeah, a huge bush. Actually, that's- do you know Kitten Natividad? She was in Russ Meyer's films, Run F- Pussycat, Faster, Kill Kill, and yeah. they're all with you know these bodacious ladies. And uh, she now she has done some pornographic work. And uh, I was out to dinner <laughs> okay. with her. All right. I was out to dinner with her. I, w- I met her through a friend, and so I became obsessed with this idea about hair. What's the deal with the diminishing hair? Is it this uh, pedophilia? Is it like loss of connection to our animal self? And she goes, no, honey, just back then we couldn't show so much pink. Wow. <laughs> so it's just like you said, you were yeah. saying, Brandela. Same well, deal. Speaking, anyway, speaking of pink, so I show up for the we did the ta- <laughs> we did the table read, and I walk in, and there is this drop dead gorgeous guy who is in the new version, the eating out for, just like he's beautiful, and I walk in, and I immediately recognize him, I, like I not recognize, him, but I know I know him. I know I know him, and I'm so irritated with myself because he is so beautiful, and how could I not? 
remember who he was and he told me his name was Ronnie and he thought that I also looked familiar and we were like going through things like trying to figure out how we knew each other and like no my family lives in Orange County and his family lived in like I don't know some other place like all I could focus on was his lips and um, <laughs> we were really like trying to get to it and we start the reading and during the reading I realize that he is Ronnie Crawl, who was on Make Me a Supermodel who I have been dying to see naked oh I know exactly who that is yeah, yes. the winner of Make Me a Supermodel I and think, he's recently posed for Playgirl. What is Make Me a Supermodel? I'm sorry. It was a show on Bravo show on that Bravo. was about making, making a male supermodel. And all the challenges were like, guys, you need to just go skydiving. But as a top model, you're going to have to do it a lot of different ways. Like, <laughs> totally naked. Yes. Or like, you have to go work on a farm in your underwear. Like, everything was the most graphic and male bulge and ass fest ever he, it was a great show he's beautiful uh come to find out there in the reading that he he doesn't he's not one of the leads he's very very supporting supporting and my favorite line of his is hey you guys mind if i sleep naked awesome. <laughs> that's his big it's line. a beautiful offset the oscar for scripting goes to and after, out four. Nominated. It could get nominated. I th- and so I was going to like come clean and say like, oh, I recognize you from your show. But instead, he came up to me afterwards and he said, oh, you're the guy from Big Gay Sketch Show. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, that's how, you, that's how you know me. <laughs> First season of Big Gay Sketch Show, arguably the best season. That's right. Um, <laughs> of course, but of course. That is the best season. Uh, so yeah that was really fun that's fun and you also shot a big video this week I did I shot um, the Jessica and Hunter music video I love them favorite drink it is going to be an amazing music video it's going to be an amazing video video, and the song is really amazing and retarded and when Michael played it for me I was like god this is good I'm jealous I wish it was my song that's how good it was it's really good it's a a Markaholic the Markaholic super production it's so robotized and Markaholic's robo vocals I texted him when I heard it I said your vocals are so retarded His they're really, really good, good. we shot that on West Hollywood all day yesterday and it was Johnny makes a cameo appearance yes I do if it doesn't end up on the cutting well, room floor what um, <laughs> yeah, I drove I 20 know. minutes to get there Johnny as, a, as, as an artist I you know I can't tell you how it's going to end up. All I can mm-hmm. say is I will do my best right, to, find, right. to find a performance out of what you I did. I hope that you can. My layered performance in the What's Your Favorite Drink video. <laughs> I actually did uh, take a long time to get there because I had to get up and I drove my purple ass car there. <laughs> and it was the middle of the day in West Hollywood and I was like, oh good, maybe there'll be some parking spots. So I'm driving in my big purple car and I see a spot right near the club, right on the main drag. And so I'm pulling up and it's, I have to get into it parallel style. And you know oh that's God. not one of my strong points. Not one of my strong points. We were 15 minutes late to drag you because Johnny so, had to parallel park. Yes, I'm not a good parallel parker. I just learned to drive, everyone. It seems like a long time ago they could have figured out an easy w- or way to do it. Like your tire should like turn sideways. They have when you a park. thing that where you can um, yeah, if you feature have a, on a an expensive super car. car. Yeah. But anyway, I was parallel parking in front of Fiesta, and there's this queen on the side of the road just watching me <laughs> oh. parallel park, and I'm going and twisting it, and I'm not very inconspicuous in my Welch's grape soda purple car, dressed for the video in a fancy John McGovern style outfit and sunglasses. So as I finally get out of the car. This queen looking over at me and says, 
I can't wait to tell all my friends that Johnny McGovern is the worst parallel partner <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I said, oh, shucks. Actually, <laughs> turns out he's a fan of the show, Ryan Cayenne Pepper Laredo. <laughs> That's what his name is, Ryan Cayenne Pepper Laredo. I said, are you oh. Ryan Cayenne Pepper Laredo? He said, I thought you'd never know. Oh, my God. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> Um, so shout out to him but he totally busted me on my bad parking but the video was great and you tried to get Brandy to make a cameo appearance well we lost we lost one of our actresses uh, uh, quickly did she die suddenly no she uh, she booked a uh, one of those insurance commercials with the flow girl oh I I know Stephanie Stephanie Courtney Courtney, yeah Um, so she couldn't be there, and so I was desperate to like get Brandy on the phone. Of course, we sh- we started shooting very early in the morning. And I'm, I, and I don't have Brandy. Ha- it's very secretive with her, all of her information. Well, next time knows. you should cast her to begin with. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. she, you know, she. And I, Brandy, did you make it? No. I, well, Michael fell off, so it's fifty-fifty. I only had a small time frame, and he is. A director diva, and so we just we couldn't make it work. But, but. you were prepared for to do make the cameo because of the outfit you were wearing. Would Brandy have had to? Would yeah. you would you have worn a merkin? I would wear a merkin, sure, because then he Me feels too. like you're wearing a hair underwear. Wait, I'm wearing you? a merkin right now. You are I'm wearing a merkin right now. Does it you match are? your beautiful blonde new hair, Calpurnia? It, I use the hair that comes out of my brush and make them myself. Oh, <laughs> oh now that's crafty. Lovely merkin. You should be able to go on Martha Stewart and do that. It's recycling. It's a good thing. Wait, do you guys keep everything super like bare? Are I'm totally like- bald. You and are? it's lasered off, so it will never come back. Bald eagle brandy. She's slightly conflicted about it, right, Brandy? I mean, you're happy with what you have, but I didn't love you share that? Or- giant bush, because I like to keep it 70s, and that's what turns me on. But on myself, um, once I, la- I had a landing strip, which is just totally douchey, and then I got laser, and she said, what? I put a marker around it, and she said, what do you need that for? You don't even need that. And I'm like, all right. And she took my asshole hair, which I definitely needed. Yeah. I don't care if there's hair on my asshole at all. But do you have to spread, you spread your cheeks really, really wide? Well, you just have to and lay on your stomach and spread them, so you're like, oh. Like and when you get no, waxed. You have to do it super wide, because I will like accidentally fart if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, putting it's it zaps it and then like sprays like a thing of like ice on it yeah and so it's like it's like putting liquid right in your ass that really does make you want to fart but anyway so now i'm bald and it's great because now my tt is like just like my leg or my arm it stopped being a private part to me because there's no hair on it there's no pubic hair it doesn't feel sexual at all like i don't feel like embarrassed like i would flash it right except when you put a penis in it or you get a little wine and a little well, Xanax when going. It's sexy, it's but I mean, like I would show you guys and not be weird, but I wouldn't want to show you. My I don't want to see it. Oh, I, but know. um, well, but that's it. also that maybe no, no, I have allergies. hair in my boots. <laughs> All right, now, now a, lot, a lot of lady hair parts going on. What I was trying to get to, Brandy, <laughs> was that you were dressed appropriately for this video that you to make the cameo if you'd been able to make it. Yeah, because I had an audition for Old Navy that was swear for mile high jeans, which, by the way, they had to send me a song. They sent emailed me the song. I had to memorize the song. It was a whole pop song. 
wow. called yeah. like Mile High Legs, and it's like the spot is called Mile High Jeans. Is it I, for high waists? It's just what does for, that mean? I, I, they didn't say it's for oh. like making your legs look longer. Okay. You didn't have to sign a confidentiality agreement. I didn't. Which I, I hope was the weird. people from Gap are not listening to this. Podcast. I should like we've got it. I should, I should yeah. play the song and really not get this thing. So I had to wear a bikini top. <laughs> And jeans, and so I was ready to fucking rock it. Wow, you could have had Brandy in a bikini wow. top and jeans. God, if I walked onto like, the video shoot to I've see got, that. I've got five minutes between three and three ten. Yeah, it was, it was. But She's let me busy. Just say this one thing: I also did a progressive commercial, and I know the stand-in Elaine. You've met her. Uh-huh. She stands in for Stephanie every time. Who plays hands flow? Down. Every single time that bitch makes a killing standing in for her and absolutely she was definitely not working that day. So maybe they were shooting one that Stephanie Courtney wasn't in, but I know for a fact that, but that's just. Commercials gossip, everyone. All of the tea behind your favorite commercials. Everything's exciting. I knew for a fact. <laughs> that flow from the progressive commercials was not working that day. She had two tan. I, I I hope that this does not take wind and get back. <laughs> that something. kind of wind? No. <laughs> I don't know why I'm throwing salt that. in that girl's game. I always have to lie and pretend I booked shit, so I shouldn't even have put her on blast. Hmm. Oh, well. Wow. I had to because I'm she had so my part angry before right I had now. it and didn't have it. <laughs> exactly. It would have been such a good horrible person in that video yes well when is that gonna be when's that gonna be coming out um i don't know like any of the details but i did uh suggest to you that we have them on when they premiere it (gasps) definitely we should do it on the podcast now is everyone familiar here with hunter and jessica jessica hunter i'm not fantastic oh my god they're they're hilarious they're they're both really funny comedians separately but they play this uh uh, duo that are like uh club kids well wannabe club kids really they remind me of a little bit of ab fab in in, um in flavor but it's their own thing and they're just both really talented they're trying to do do uh, jessica and hunter literally try and do everything that cool people do they want to go to the right clubs. They want to take the right drugs. They want to. Oh, that would be a good. That would be good lyrics, Johnny, for something. You're right. Go to the right, right clubs. Take the right drugs. Be celebrities too. Like they're yeah. at something that Scott Baio was at. Like yeah. they really make fun of like the whole Hollywood. Hollywood but they're overdone in a in a Hollywood way, right, Michael? Like they're yeah. Too tanned, like, too yeah. painted, too begacked, and they call each other horrible names like whatever anal cancer, and it's yeah. but it's really funny. Their endearments. They, they did uh, Rachel Zoe. They did. I thought their parody of Rachel Zoe was funnier than any of the other parodies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought um, so too. She did. I'm dying. I'm dead. They, Where can you see their stuff, Michael? <laughs> you can find them Jessica and Hunter on YouTube, but I do think that they have their own website, yes. uh, JessicaandHunter.com. Oh well. Wow. Now, when's the video going to be finished? I'm ready. Well, it'll probably be ready in a in a couple of weeks, but I don't know if that will be the official release. I'm okay. I'm editing it, and I like to take it slow. Have slow and easy. Editing process. Do you edit at night? I <laughs> <laughs> I always say like I'm going to get up early tomorrow and I'll start editing, but then Oprah comes on. So 3 p.m. Right. 3 p.m. is the start time. <laughs> no, I usually it's, it's easier for me to edit when Sam is not a, at home because you're not I, getting I, rammed. Because I'm not getting rammed. Yeah. The computer. It's, well, it's no distraction. And no breaking. Yeah. Right. No broken computers. And and then I'll probably uh, I'll like edit like through the night. Yeah. And then I'll wake up like at three the next day and realize I hated everything. And then I'll 
start tearing it apart and do it again. I think that's like how most editors yeah, do it. Yeah, editing's an interesting animal of like basement dwelling and tweaking out and then... It's the last finishing. chance to Brandy's tell the story. Brandy's a really good editor, by the way. Are you? Really good. No. What Why? do you use... What do you she cut on? Brandy, she gave you a compliment. Why can't you just say Why that? Why can't Thank you take you. it? It's like a director. Thank you, I am like, a good editor. No, what? In order to edit, like to direct, it's like you have to be able to edit. You have to be not able to physically, say not physically yeah. necessarily, but you sit there and tell the editor what to do, right? Right. Well, you have to have when you're directing anything. This, uh, you guys should write this down at home. <laughs> you should. Uh, you should be able. You should be able to see your edit as you're doing it, and you should know what you're missing. You should just. Inst- I think and instinctually know that. As well. Right. As well. Play. You always shoot more than you need. You always. You know. These are just again. Write these down. Like Johnny's should, cameo. <laughs> Like Johnny's Johnny's cameo is very very funny in the in the, the video. I'm sure it'll make it in. Sure, it'll be great. <laughs> Calpurnia knows lots about editing. This is a room full of editors right here. Well, yes, with our little production company, I do all of our editing and whatnot. She's not just a hoary blonde bimbo on the street getting your attention with her boobs. She's actually a computer scientist and editor. Well, I'm yeah, really you can excited. Make apps, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm. That's I'm crazy. Learned hard. Lua, the the programming language for Corona SCK, when I became a certified Apple OS editor, and I'm programming my own little apps. Mm. <laughs> So I'm what so were you saying? Because I don't know anything. I don't know what any of that means. But it's not that because, sounds because nice. that's how uh, far out of my my grasp. Which is not saying a lot because. Well, Calpurnia <laughs> is like one of those like people. She does not like wait for Oprah. Like she, I'm, I imagine you like get up in the morning and everything is tidy on your desk and you've got your pencils and you like you are such a hard worker. Unlike I, I do a lot of work. I, I'm a bit on the artistic side, so there's a little chaos in my work area, but I I just want to be able to do everything. So I, you know, I make my own music, I edit my own junk, because if I don't, nobody else is going to do it for me. I know, that's why right now as a gay artist or a transgender artist or even just an independent artist, you really have to be able to use all do the it tools all. No to do it yourself. No one's touching my junk but me. Yeah, I want the final say on my junk. Well, I mean, and I, I love working with artists and I, I uh, you know, and I, at this point in my career, I've only worked with people that have asked me uh, that I, that I, I'm already a fan of. I haven't like made a video for, is it Jason or Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber. Justin. Jason, Jason Bieber. Is it, J- is it Jason or <laughs> Justin Bieber? Jason sometimes, Bieber. sometimes you say things in this me? room when I'm shocked. <laughs> How old you think? Well, I didn't mean, but you know, like I've only so. Who's that, Jason Bieber? So obviously, like what I'm trying to say is, like I, the artists that I work with, I want, I want them to, I want them to like like it, and it's not like I'm like, no, it's my way. I'm a, I'm a the director. Like if I did something with you, Nadia, I would want you to be super happy with it. I would respect your opinion as an artist, your integrity. My artistic integrity. Wow. (laughs) Well, you will. How do you feel about the craft of acting? And I need you to use the word craft. I just, you know, with little Lola entering the field, I just hope that she doesn't get famous. I mean, hurt. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yes. and I, can I just say if uh, Jason, Justin Bieber does ask me to make his music video I will if Jason Bieber asks Justin Bieber Robert Bieber asks me to do this video 
I'm totally going to do it. Hey, I'm Robert Beaver. Julie said Hi. something about acting, and she said, "It's you know, it's like Robert Redford or Robert De Niro, or Robert Pacino." And I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> Robert Pacino. Huh. Just Robert Pacino. Just keep it real, you know? Just one of the fucking icons of the three Roberts. Because, that's right, because acting is done. There's no more acting. Okay? Elizabeth Taylor is dead. Acting is dead. I heard you killed. Are over. What? I heard you killed at your comedy show at the Gay and Lesbian Center that I think Johnny went to go see. Mm. Yes, I did. Goldman, I was going to just mention that you've been doing tons of shows the last week. Me, I was doing tons of shows. And, and I came to one of your shows. I know. It was so nice of you to sit through. It was a rainy day. I drove the purple great grape rape mobile through the rain and dangerous driving. It was so, it was so rainy, rainy that night so that there was rainy. mist coming off the highway. You couldn't see anything. Oh, the plastic ceiling of the Gay and Lesbian Center was flapping in the breeze. At least it wasn't a glass ceiling. That's true. That's true. No. And I, I came <laughs> into the I came into the art gallery space where they're having the benefit party, and yes. there was Goldman looking around, twitching all around. <laughs> and we said hello, and she said, "Do you know who else is here?" And I said, "Who?" And she said, "Jerry Jewell from Facts of Life." Oh my God. Really? Yes. Now, if you don't know, listeners, Jerry Jewell played um, Jerry on Facts of Life, who was Blair's cousin. Yes, yeah. cousin who Jerry. Had, who Back had multiple sclerosis. And I sent it. By the way, I don't. You can edit this or not, but I just want to make sure. I I emailed everyone an invite. Yes, and, and I just want to make, make sure we didn't come. Okay, we I, didn't come. I just don't want you to feel like I, I know, didn't but we you didn't come. That's why we're you don't know. Okay, okay. Jerry Jewell that was, was a Jewish moment. She needed a time for a Jewish moment. I did invite all of you. None of you came, but I just want to know in case you I didn't, didn't get I it. don't need you to. I need the, to know. Well, I need talking, you to know that you were invited. That's I do not I want to know anyone know. is harboring any feelings. That is right. Resentment <laughs> well, or pain. I want. That's right. Okay. Word. Most importantly, I was there. That is right. And cousin Jerry was there. Cousin now, what is the disease that cousin Jerry has? Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. And she played Blair's cousin, cousin who was a stand-up Jerry. comedian right. who had cerebral palsy. Which, right. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you some funny stories <laughs> about <laughs> this thing. I'm a stand-up comedian. That's right. Oh, Blair. And apparently, uh, Jerry Jewell is going to be on. Okay, so now I, I don't really watch Chelsea Handler all that much, but apparently there's a comedian on Chelsea Handler who does a Jerry Jewell impression. I like guess, yeah. a joke yeah. of Jerry Jewell, whatever. And... Yeah. Jerry Jewell is going on Chelsea Handler Woo. to confront. confront. It's Heather McDonald, I guess, there's lots of jokes about Jerry Jewell. And Jerry Jewell, if you haven't known it now, is back in the public eye, Brandy, she's, because she's come out as a lesbian. Uh, so she wrote a book That's about, what everybody's like, doing. I've got cerebral palsy and I'm a lesbian or whatever you know whatever what once you thought your trump card was cerebral palsy boom <laughs> right. hit it up again lesbos and that was one of her big jokes her big joke of the night was uh, they they when she I met someone and they said I thought you had cerebral and I came out as a lesbian and then they said I thought you had cerebral palsy and then she goes, I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing a Liza Ask sequin jacket. Wow. And she did she her did, act. She did her act. It was, was like it? a big line and she was great. There was a big there was a big lineup of, of comedians that were there. Jason Stewart put the whole thing together and Aaron Foley was on it. Selene Luna. Selene Luna right. was great. And Julie had lined the thing. So it was a long day and it was rainy. And, and you did two shows. I did two shows. I hate doing two shows. 
in a row. I hate doing yeah, that. Two show pussy. You don't feel like two it shows. warms you up, and then you do the second one? No, do I'm done. Know? I'm done. I'm a one. You blew spent. your load. You blew I'm your spent. load. Yeah. I shoot my fucking load. Is that same in the bedroom, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> Once my clitoris ejaculates, I am finished. Oh, Once I female ejaculate onto the wall, yeah, a, lot, a lot of vagina talk today. We should oh. be careful. Hey, and lesbians um, are people too. There's a line about female ejaculation in the new remix of my stalker's uh, voicemails. Oh, I'm just so excited that we are going to be hearing it. Oh, it's a squirter. Wow. My goodness. I don't like to do two shows either, Goldman, because it's sometimes you, you just too much. I like to do one show so you get it out and, and then it's you're done. done. And then, then you're done. And then after that first show, then it's like, and then you're like, you're still, then you have to be tense again. I know. Well, you and we pulled it off. a lot of energy. It's a lot of fucking energy. It is. Jennifer you know? Holliday used to hate doing two shows too. I know. So when she was agree. doing Dream Girls, she had a friend uh, set her up on a blind, this is a side note, had a friend <laughs> set her up on a blind date once and he came backstage and it was a Saturday and she had done a matinee that day. And he came backstage uh, to meet her, and they were going to go get, I guess, coffee or a drink or something. And she went behind her screen and took off her costume and, I guess, uh, pulled off her foundation garment. And I guess the smell was so bad (gasps) in the room that his eyes were watering. And she said, I know, baby. I got a two-show pussy. (gasps) Wow. I love that story. Well, Goldman, you showed your two-show pussy to the audience. The first thing Goldman did during her set was put her leg up on the stool and say, this is it, people. Here it is. What's out? And the audience just loved her. Well, it was a lot. And, you know, the whole thing was a benefit for queer youth and... You know, so what's the first thing you do? And show me your puss. Show me your fucking puss. Julie Goldman's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is for the queer youth. Puss. <laughs> wait, did, wait, was it exposed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put my merkin on and put the. She put her merkin on and put the pink out. Julie Goldman. I was wearing a mini skirt and I put my leg up and I was like, "Who wants to replay the accused?" Oh God, <laughs> Goldman, <laughs> Goldman. Well, well, thank you for coming to that show. And you well, said, I you enjoyed. Know, it. I was on a roll. So we I was doing so many shows this week. And then you had your own shows. I had my own shows. I was and performing. All they were all a delight. Selena and Luna and I were on show. So many shows together, and, and I think she's going to be coming onto the podcast next week. Yeah. Hey. Appearance still not she said confirmed. She had, um, I texted her, Julie, and I said, oh, you're going to get to meet Goldman. I love Goldman. And she said, I already have a crush on her. Mm, you're one macho lady. She was very sweet. We all got to hang out in the back room, you know, in the green room and whatever. In the back room. Oh. The back room. We all you were jailing each room. other. We had a big jail in the back room. You know this, Nick. That's what they do for shows about queer youth. They jail in the back room. We had like 40 of those queer youth in the back room. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing a show this weekend, too, Friday and Saturday at the Cavern Club Theater. Yes. For a one-hour special. So if you're in Los Angeles, you should definitely check that out. It's called Special Needs. It's uh, www.cavernclubtheater, with an E-R, dot com. Wonderful. Not on the, not on the English stuck-up R-E. <laughs> <laughs> What's y'all show? 
Don't you guys? Nadia and I have actually postponed our show because we had said so much going on. Nadia's going to New York and I am getting ready for these videos. The only thing I want to do for the next month is prepare (laughs) for these videos. I talked to my personal trainer today, Nadia. Oh, Ben, you talked to Ben? I talked to Ben, who's the toughest trainer at the YMCA (gasps) Calpurnia. Which I'm going to start going to with you. Are you? Oh, my God. So Ben is the toughest personal trainer. And he's and I, at first, I did not enjoy him when I took his class because he's Endless one of those people at the gym who gives you like, okay, now do 20. And you count down to one. He's like, 20 more. Oh. And then 20 more. And I used to be like, don't trick me. But for this video, with all the money that has been rolling in, I need to look my best in the video. So I said, I need to hire the meanest personal trainer in town. And I spoke to him on the phone and he ended the conversation with, when do you want to start? I said, oh, Monday sounds good. And he says, yo, funeral. Bye. (laughs) Yo, funeral. I said, yes. It's rape cat. He's a very strapping man. (laughs) I got rape cat to be my... uh, to be my personal trainer. Meow, yeah, motherfucker, we don't train this shit. I gotta let him out of the house sometime. <laughs> Just to train John and McGovern. He, um, he has piercing blue eyes. Does he? I yes. don't remember. And he um, talked to the class one time about how his wife read a book called How to Look Better Naked. And ladies, it covers everything from waxing. I was like, this sounds a little uncomfortable. He was. Right he, did, he did throw in a great, a great thing at the end of one class. Like, ladies, pick up this book. You're gonna like it. Even talks about waxing y'all waxing but he wow. seems like he's gonna be very tough so i went i'm starting monday personal training time because wow. we're now that we know this money's come we know we're at least getting the we've raised over our goal so we're definitely going to be getting some yeah. money we're hoping to get more yeah. and michael and i have started having our meetings about the videos we, went, we did our first uh, our first stroll through uh, fashion land to look for his looks today and we had to shop knowing that he was going to be seven sizes smaller when we shoot. <laughs> I mean, seven. I've already been starving, not seven sizes, but I've already been starving and working out tons and now I'm going to kick it up one more notch with America's meanest personal trainer. And the Rick more Cat. money people give, it may not only may be an extra video, but it'll make the existing videos even more Fabulous. It That's will. why people have to keep. What a great point. If they, if they love what Johnny's been giving for the last six years, yep. not asking for a penny. Not asking right, for Johnny? a penny on this podcast. <laughs> well, and also, you know, you give what you can and you give with yeah. your heart. That's right. You know, we don't go to church, all of us, all the time. So we don't give to Jesus. So you should give to Johnny. Yeah, yeah we both have J's on our name. That's and y'all, good. like, you know, the personal trainer money is not coming out of the video fund. I'm paying for that. Myself. Oh, that's Ew. sweet, Johnny. Okay, it I'm takes that a village. Myself. It does take a village. So don't forget to give, give, give to the Kickstarter video project. Very okay. exciting. And thank you. Now, um, is Selene you. coming next week to promote her upcoming video for the song, um, Calling It Out? Well, I'm sure that we'll be playing it when she comes on. The one that right? you wrote, Callie. A song written and produced by Miss Calpurnia Adams. I forgot I did that. Yes, you did. <laughs> and it's amazing. Wow. And we... Yeah, the video is going to be really good. I too, cannot right? wait to see our video. Well, now tell me about the shooting of that. We never really got well, to cover it that much last um, episode. She has, uh, Sunny has an amazing friend who is a director of many horror films named William Butler. And he took the song that I wrote that Sunny performs incredibly and is doing a video with computer CGI animation, like many, many tens of thousands of dollars worth of CGI animation, a giant cast of characters in the video, including... A Zeppelin. Right. Including myself and Nadia and Jackie Bede and Mario Diaz and this really... Drew Drogi. Yeah, Drew Drogi, this hot 
model guy. Sam Pancake, former podcaster. Yeah, it's it's going to be so hot. <laughs> and um, I, I just can't wait till it's done and out. Yes. But you know what is finished right now, everyone? <gasps> what? Is Calpurnia's stalker song. Yeah. So I think we're going to be debuting it right now. Brandy, can you do it? What about my new thing that you made? Yeah, but we're going to add double. Okay. New shit, new shit. Calpurnia Adams. Who else is saying this to you? (laughs) Brandy texted me and said, I listen to all the podcasts and I really love the new shit, new shit thing you're doing. Also, because I'm the only one that listens to the podcast, am I your favorite? I said, yes, you are. You guys, I mean, are you guys listening? You're not, are you? Sam it's a, listens and tells It's a tradition of the podcast that nobody that's on the podcast except for me listens to the podcast. I couldn't have gotten Martine, Linda, or Erica. Erica didn't even know how to where a podcast was or where it came from. They they can now rediscover their whole lives because they never listened when it was when it was happening. Sometimes I think fear that it would make me too self conscious that I want to be relaxed. And yeah. not know what I'm just give it. My yeah, yeah, that's and, I'm that. That's what it is. I'm that's that. what it is. Brandy, you're still my favorite. <laughs> Let's end it. Yeah.
celebrity, I'm a pop star. Take the picture. Where's my car? Donkey Punch. I'm a celebrity. Donkey Punch. Celebrity Donkey Punch. Take that, you rich bitch. What a double header, Calpurnia. That song is amazing. <laughs> and then followed by a little Lolita Holloway after you get creeped out and grossed out by that guy. The smooth, soulful sounds of Miss Lolita Holloway smoothed <laughs> it all away. But you know what cannot be smoothed away, my little gay babies? The eternal question that is posed by the show All About Aubrey. What the hell happened to Aubrey O'Day's face? It's like the Sphinx. You stare at it. Johnny and I will sit in front of the TV and we'll pause it. And I'll say, what do you, you know, she's so young. Like, is it cheek implants? Is it a nose job that she didn't need? Brandy, you have a theory? Well, I think, number one, she gained 20 pounds from when she was, like, obviously at her most anorexic when she started. And and just to fill in the listeners who don't know, or Julie Goldman, who doesn't know who (laughs) Aubrey O'Day is. I know who she is. (laughs) Do you? She's the lead singer of En Vogue. (laughs) You're you're at least (laughs) in the right ballpark. Free Uh, your mind! Aubrey O'Day was one of the original Making the Band girls for Diddy's all-girl band, Danity Kane. And then she got mm. fired, and then she became a terrible reality star. And a prostitute whore. And a prostitute whore, and she had a lot of face work done, and now she's back with her own Oxygen reality show, which is all about her trying to make a comeback as an artist. As an artist, we don't want to see that reality star, Aubrey. We want to see that artist come back, and it's all about her trying to get back into but shape. But I want a Twitter party. I'm going to have a Twitter party a Twitter with party. all my friends. So, but the main thing about this show <laughs> is that she looks so crazy and they made her wipe her makeup off now brandy what were you thinking she gained 20 pounds for sure um i think that she definitely has botox and cannot move any of her face which makes her really weird on top of everything else she's had she has botox in every area of her whole face she can mm. only move her lips so they're like meh, 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 meh. this can't move <laughs> and then she has her lips definitely injected definitely with fillers. she has this whole area with she has everything fillers I don't think she got a nose job because I don't yeah. really think she needed one. But what I think is that everyone else in the band was vocally was was way more successful than her. I love her. She's my absolute favorite. And I don't give a fuck if you can even sing. I don't even care about that. Thank you. But, <laughs> but she got so insecure and so beaten down, started being very provocative and sleeping with Diddy and that whole thing and just got really insecure about aging and just fucked up her face. And now I guess apparently with fillers, there's no going back. I mean, we won't know until Nicole Kidman well, is 10 years older to really see what happens when all these fillers either drain out or you keep doing it. And her style know. icon was like Jenna Jameson. And that was the yeah. thing is that she was so I remember the first episode where um, it was actually nostalgic on the uh, All About Aubrey when she did the same move that when she first did it there was a flash of lightning and they use that same editing where there's a flash and everything gets brighter yeah whenever I'm making the band when I'm making the band something good you were supposed to as the audience know that something good was happening they'd go flash and it would have like bright flash effect on the on their move or their hair twist or whatever and they've been employing that on All About Aubrey so that we as the audience know Remember. Aubrey's coming back. And so in the fir- in that first episode she went back on her knees and f- and and put her back like went back like Madonna did and the lucky star and Diddy said you have a lot of br- black friends and she goes uh no why he goes you dance like you do oh, oh. Well, this new all about 
Aubrey is 100% staged, but it is pretty good. Like her her mean choreographer is like, girl, you've gotten big. I can't look at you. You've gotten big. I can't look at you. Girl. I can't look at, what happened to you? I think I can't even look you in the face right now. Oh and God. she's crying. She looks so much prettier though when she did take off all that fucking makeup. Well, I my theory, a lot like that of Real Housewives, is that Aubrey looks like a, a demon yes. who has taken the form yes. of a dead human human's body and so it balls it out and looks freaky like I look normal but I'm a demon she she's a golem as well it's like she's, she's working a hot golem her makeup she's very drag queen it's very like highlights and low lights yeah. you know, it's you like can, drag queen in, from uh, Atlanta or like somewhere where they're really beating that, that yes, face she makes Oprah look like she's not painted at all and she, she paints shades, on the cheekbones and her nose is so shaded for someone with such a tiny nose yeah it looks like stripes yeah. she's doing like a Kim Zolsniak sort of makeup and hair job it's oh, so no. it's she makes Kim Zolsniak look like America's like most yeah. subtle beauty like yes. she's not wearing any makeup but makes her, she has so much crap on her face and she's like a legitimately pretty girl how old do you think not she is anymore. how old is she I think born? she's like 28 29 goodness and I this, think she's like 30 yeah. the thing about those fillers <laughs> is, <laughs> the thing about those fillers is sometimes they harden too so and that when they harden they like you know disfigure your face a little bit and so you've got to put in more filler keep to she keep looks like doing she's got that. a mask on top of her skull it's so Ugh. off-putting it's like you want to erase time and even p diddy would be like why i mean you could just tell he wanted her to go back but there's nothing you can there's do no now but i'll tell you back. this you i can't love go her home fucking again. voice i will i tried to download that song off youtube i am ready for that fucking song what's your which what song. is it called again a hitchhiker i'm Maybe. a no, hitchhiker, hitchhiker. <laughs> no not that one automatic 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 I have okay. to say, I think that that show is almost unwatchable. It I feel is. like it's made for retarded people, and I love retarded people. But <laughs> Why are you making fun of this show? I love my book. Well, th- yeah, I'm not making fun of you. There's a show for you to watch. Yeah, all about Aubrey. <laughs> all about Aubrey. It's it, so pandering and horrible, yeah, but so. if you can get into Aubrey, I'm fast-forwarding most of it, I mean, but I just need to know. I need to see her lose weight, and I need to hear the music. And then. What I about the roommate? Or do you like the way I she was meddling, meddling the in the other relationship? It's a bullshit. That girl was cast. I'm sure it was on Ellie Casting, and Julie yes. sent in for it to be the friend and the house assistant. That's right. I submit for everything. You guys, wait. Let me tell you guys the story. So this bitch submits for everything. She doesn't care what it is, and I'm sure she did apply for that Aubrey part with, of the it. assistant. The other day, she got super excited. It was the part of a lifetime <laughs> to be the 
um, a worker at a um, like like a like, retirement, like a retirement home who um, gets charged with elder abuse. Oh. <laughs> and she was ex- legitimately like well, over the moon. Jewish. Like, oh, she's Jewish. She's Jewish. So it, it fulfills a fantasy of really letting one of her annoying relatives, if I may be so bold. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Suddenly you're beating your own grandma. Nice <laughs> point. I, I just want to beat mine. Sorry, grandma. Yeah, I think it was just like, you know, something that I could at least go in for and maybe actually get. Because I could go in and be like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking take you down, Grandma. <laughs> you do look like you'd be a mean nurse. Yeah, it was like the weirdest. Like it. What was it? it was like accidental, oh, you had not to, on purpose abuse or something. You had, you had to do. Like, you had to be able to give two looks. <laughs> one look was with intention, and one was without. But you're abusing so, them either way. You're abusing them either way. So the one thing. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into this audition. I'm gonna, first, I'm gonna do one with intention. It's gonna be like, yeah. Oh. Want some help getting out of your bed? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You <laughs> <laughs> like shit like that. Oh, oh, oh! Missed my hand. And then, then unintentional be looks or mine was. I thought you, you could be on the phone. Like anyway, oh, the grandma's right, falling in the shower. You're like, no, just call me later. I don't know. I'm that's right. That was Randy. So I was being the old person while she was on the phone. I was like, I need to get out of my bed. <laughs> Shut up, Grandma! I'm on the phone. Right like, oh, but not even paying attention. So she's on the phone, just hand gestures. Unintentional abuse, just ignoring That's and charming the, them. The name of your um, uh, <laughs> debut album, Unintentional Abuse. That's right. Brandy uh, Howard's uh, masterpiece. I do submit for everything, even male, female, pretty brunette. I'll put a note in there and be like, "Funny that you need a man for this." But I'm Call a, me. I'm a woman. <laughs> or whatever. You know what's yeah. a better show than All About Aubrey? Is watching Goldman's face as she peruses the <laughs> National Enquirer. Because as we were having the All About Aubrey conversation, Goldman is sitting in the corner here going, Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. What? Oh my God. What are you looking at in there, Goldman? Wait, I saw one thing that was sh- the major shocking thing. It's a weight thing. It's a diet thing. Celebrity uh, diet. Yeah, the cover of National Enquirer this week is best in words, celebrity diet. Oh, you know which one rep- repulsed me the most was <laughs> is the repulsive douche of the magazine winner who is Jonah Hill. I think that guy... Is a fucking twat fuck. Did you? Wow. I heard a story about to get him. out of my face. I, I heard a story about him once. that he went to a went to Cheetahs and maybe he just wasn't a connoisseur of strip clubs and he like was tipping the strippers like a dollar. How much do you tip them? Fives or tens. At, or? A, at a male at a at a, at a where straight guys go for lady strippers, fives and tens. But if you're a big balling celebrity, yeah. I'd be making it rain hundreds, right, California? Right. He's a sack of fucking shit. This guy. Hate wow. this guy. No, I, let's. I want to get into your. I'm very interested in your um, distaste for him because I'm sort of lukewarm. But I'm curious. Tell me why you dislike him. Well, really. I don't think he's funny. Even though sometimes I get mad at myself because he'll say he's like Seth Rogen, the two of them. I can't stand them. He's they're really good at looking confused. Yeah, it's like they it's don't to do play. anything, but then there's a tone in their voice that's slightly entertaining. I auditioned for him once for the Bruno movie. He was mm-hmm. at like the final callbacks, which I didn't get. America. Jonah Hill was. Jonah Hill was. I think he was like one of the producers, or he like. Yeah, he was a helped. he was a producer on uh, Bruno. Yeah, well, Bruno fucking sucked. sucked. I know <laughs> because I wasn't in it, but he was there, and um, they were all like asking me questions and everything mm-hmm. and um, he he said uh, asked if I uh, had seen Borat that was his question for uh-huh. me and uh, I said yeah and he's like oh that's interesting 
What does that mean? I don't know. It's like... Douche alert. That guy sounds like a bigger douche than me, guys, and I'm Dr. Phil. He wanted to ask a question, and that's what came to him. Oh, right. Did you... Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say he asked, did you suck dick? Me too, Uh, actually. To what you would have said. No, I told him I was gay. Like, when I went in... It was to play um, Bruno's assistant, Lutz. And they asked if, uh, they didn't ask me, and I'm like, uh, just so you guys know, right up front, I'm a homosexual, so you don't have to ask me that. <laughs> Good. Good, get it up well, front. Well, he's the kind of guy that no matter how much weight he loses, he's still going to look fat, and he is annoying to did, me. Did you see the um, see story about Justin Bieber's mother? Yes, now, I know I'm happy when I see that my National Enquirer has gone missing, and I find <laughs> it in the cuddles of Nadia's bed, <laughs> because now I know Nadia has so many opinions and thoughts about the goings-on in the classiest magazine in town, the National Enquirer. What did you learn about Justin Bieber's mother? Uh, Jason Bieber's Jason mom. Bieber's mom. <laughs> um, I guess Bieber. she came from a very tumultuous, rocky childhood and uh, left her home situation and at 15 like moved into a flop house where she said she just was dedicated to evil ways, drugs, and you know, standing on her head and having people take numbers. I mean, it sounded like Sounds that. fun. Wow. And she was so upset with with her you know spiraling into this horrible life that at 15 she stood in traffic with the hopes that a car would come and take her out but the car did not get her and a year later she went home fucked one of those scumbags and then a year later no it's not one of those scumbags to justin bieber yeah the father was absent i think his father took off so he was not a nice character Single mom struggled to make it on her own, and and uh, well, he got some good DNA, right? I mean, well, everything's working out fine. So let that be a lesson to you, Goldman. When you get pregnant with some douche's baby, don't don't throw yourself in traffic because that kid could be a pop star. All right, it might happen though because I'm at very low self esteem and I'm always getting hooked. <laughs> That's true. It's so selfish to stand in traffic to die because then, like, what if me? What if I'm driving to the supermarket? You know, la la la. I got things to do. I got a show on Saturday. I got friends. You know, I got a cat at home. I'm trying to drive. Trying to drive to the supermarket and some crack whore is like, oh, I don't want to be alive. I'm going to jump out in front. And then I've got to deal with waiting for the ambulance. I've got to deal with the police. Yeah, and then right. it's like, oh, Calpurnia Adams runs down young girls. Yeah, murder like, like Brandy. And to start Not with, our do you think any like of us want to be alive, cunt? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like how many of us are happy or even want to be alive? Like, exactly. Just it gets go. better, says Nadia. Nobody wants to be fucking alive. But, I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, don't drag somebody else into Some your drama. Some poor driver in a purple car trying to parallel but, park. Don't drive them right. into it. But for the listeners at home, we do not endorse suicide in any any way, shape, Especially or form. Especially not via being in front go of Go have car. fun. Give to Kickstarter. One of the greatest articles in this magazine (laughs) is J-Lo throws tantrum (gasps) over baby cribs. Idol judge drives hotel staff insane with diva demands. I want two cribs. I need two cribs. This, well, I of need course two, she cribs. Needs two cribs. Well, she has two, two kids. kids. But it took so long, and they had to take them and then assemble them, and it wasn't fast enough. 
Oh, well, apparently, so um, J-Lo, within five <laughs> minutes of her arrival, her assistant had demanded two cribs for her three old twins, Max and Emmy. A runner from the show was quickly sent out to buy the cribs and assemble them. And that was explained to Jennifer. But within minutes, she called down to reception wanting to know where they were. In the next hour, the impatient 41-year-old singer uh-huh. called 20 times, in all caps, demanding the cribs. She was boiling with rage and they weren't ready. But it was the responsibility of the producers of Idol to provide her cribs, not the hotel. (laughs) And someone else uh, on Facebook sent me a a clip of of something that reported a Jennifer Lopez's two looks on one episode of Idol required 12 racks of clothing, 15 stylists, huge trailers, (laughs) all just to put together those looks. And it's why she looks so beautiful. Oh, Miss, so Miss, Miss I, I just want to tell all you little gay boys out there and whoever you're you're not a slave. If some bitch is it's calling you once every three minutes I'm for sorry, an Ms. hour, Ms. walk out. I'm sorry, the cribs are on their way. For, as, as far as I know, <laughs> if I have, Jennifer Lopez and I had a hundred million dollars, I would be like, go down to fucking Toys R Us, buy the ones that are already assembled, give them ten thousand dollars each, and these fucking twins are annoying, one of them looks like Skeletor, let's get the fucking cribs on, what is the problem? I could walk down to Toys R Us and buy two already assembled cribs and have them in their hotel in five minutes. Did you, did you want white cribs, uh, Miss Lopez? Did you, want, did you want brown cribs? Uh, brown cribs. Yeah, we want brown cribs? Uh, we're gonna get cribs right now, Miss Lopez. <laughs> Right now. I need to know where the yeah. cribs. It's American Idol's responsibility, <laughs> but we're doing it. I'm kind of excited for the bad press to like come at her because really that's what she deserves. I mean, she's been getting nothing but good press, and it's like you think you're going to come to Idol and come out unscathed? You're not. Well, I'm shocked that on the floor is such a huge hit. Humongo hit. It's, it's a gigant. Today we went we went shopping and we heard it in every, every store. Every single store. And now there's and the Spanish version. And these were good version. stores, by the way. Fancy stores. <laughs> Very fancy. Rich stores. people stores. Were you feeling the jam or no? I don't love on the floor. I like the video because of JLo's beautiful hair yeah. extensions and perfect I tan. I won't go away. I'm here for life and I won't leave the floor. Oh. Stone Age. I'm going to be busting moves and glowing like a whore. Oh, J-Lo. <laughs> Voice, but I, I have been working on a parody. Well, her, You've yeah, been working on an on-the-floor parody. That's yeah. very exciting. Her, um, so that was actually stupid, better. Though. It's hard to parody. Well, um, if you've never heard On the Floor, unless you've heard it in Espanol, hit it! Mio. I wish our aerobics instructor Ideos Mio was the real singer of On the Floor. But she did agree, listeners, to be in the video. Yes, so as you, you know, meet. my favorite aerobics instructor we call Ideos Mio because she always says, Ideos Mio, eso. Si or no? Si or no? Si. Si. Eso. And she, she's hurt her foot. She hasn't been in class, but we saw her at the gym, and Nadi told her about the video for Modified, and she is going to be, she's confirmed to be playing the aerobics teacher in Modified! Oh, wow. Um, Are you going to ask Modified? We're not. We're afraid to ask the real Modified, because she'd never do it. She'd want to cut. 
She would. I inspired this. Can we, I, only because I want to hear Calpurnius take, can we talk about the Chris Brown GMA? Yes. Guys, Let's I don't do know it. anything about this Chris oh. Brown stuff. What, I, oh I, my what God, happened? He's the grossest man on the planet. Well, you know Chris Brown, right? I know, he, I know he beat that he beat, beat up Rihanna. And I love Rihanna, so. And he's been making a comeback. He, his comeback began at the BET Awards when he sang Man in the Mirror as a tribute to Michael Jackson and also a tribute to himself. And he started to cry Because that's it. all he cares about well, is himself. Well, well, it's because his PR people said, and this will make America forgive him. And they were right. America mostly, especially black America, did forgive Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people actually were thinking, I heard horrible things people saying like, well, you know, she's difficult. Like a lot of people, I think even excused him initially, which is unforgivable. They were blaming the victim. It, it was really mind blowing to me. It's, it's completely shaken my faith in like common America to see monsters for what they are. And now recently, the other day, Chris went on Good Morning America and, you know, I think sane people are like, once you're a woman beater and you you don't even really apologize for it, you just sort of, you're surly and... You go well, water skiing I, the day after, yeah, Chris, right. not a good move. Then, <laughs> and when people bring it's it horrible. up, he's like, I'm tired of hearing about this, I'm tired of talking about it, not, I'm so sorry, exactly. I'm a changed man. No. So he goes on Good Morning America and the woman asks him, and by the way, this was a pre-approved question that his people approved that she could ask. He got furious, stormed off the set, went into his dressing room, threw a chair through the glass window on an upper level floor. In Midtown. In Midtown Manhattan, could have the glass could have injured anyone. Glass fell down on Forty Third Street. It smashed through a window. He ripped his shirt off then and ran out of the building after raging. As an homage to Michael Jackson. And then there you go. Yeah, Yeah. and and still, even now, the commenters on websites are like, "Well, can't you just give him a break? You shouldn't have enraged him like that." Well, can can I just say? You know, all of the uh, high-profile celebrities, uh, celebrities that are at his level, go through media training. They have publicists that are fucking shitting words out of their mouths for them. There's no way a PR person did not go over how to handle this type of question. And, you know, it, it could have been, you know, that was a chapter in my life that I really regret. I've learned a lot. Yeah. And I yeah, when I watched... He totally doesn't feel like that. He does not regret that. Which no, is, which is like, exactly. But regardless of whether he feels that way or not uh, on top of being a horrible person he's an idiot yeah because yeah. I watched that interview That's and true. I said these That's questions right. were softballs he could have not gotten agitated no. and avoided been like I'm sorry I did that right. it was horrible but I've moved on yeah, and grown as like, a man at least lie lie like Michael Vick right. lie, lie or if you can't lie say you know what I'm really still at the beginning of this journey because right now I'd like to take my fist right. and punch you in the face <laughs> but it's something that I'm working on and I'm not proud out of what happened basically I mean, it's just, yeah it's the sin of pride good morning america was giving him another chance to be to get people <laughs> to forgive him, him again and they were now, basically i wanted her to punch him so bad i want to kill she him. was fucking laughing at him she sucked i hated her, <laughs> she she said, I, her. I was rooting for him and it's like that's so annoying the fact that he was on saturday night live the fact that we were all looking at his dick it's like i felt like just speaking for myself he was being shoved down my throat just in general like when i was going to download music i'm like god i can't fucking avoid this guy and i don't want to listen to his fucking music and how dare he be on saturday night live like fuck you and so i'm just happy because i feel like you can have all the publicists you want eventually the truth about your fucking ass is gonna come out you're not gonna be able um, like all these the publicity machine thinks they can hide all these people's Mm -hmm. behavior and 
and it can. And we're not really that mad at Charlie Sheen because the guy's not really like truly an asshole. I feel like you can tell instinctually like who is an evil well he's not balls yeah. he's not balls he's this like is... on drugs and he's an alcohol and he's like not in control and he is crazy and he's obviously crazy. he did chris some abusive is just a horrible shit person. but chris brown is a woman beater a monster he's a monster of he's a monsters he bit, he bit her ear he, and he beat her with a her. pistol he pistol the, whipped her the, 20 times to the, to the point of she has she went and got a tattoo of a and gun he yep, left her for dead after that he left the car just went away on his way to the grammys it wasn't even after like a night of binging they were like one glass of champagne well, coming from Clive Davis's house on the way to the fucking Grammys he pistol yeah. whips her like, like if that guy is not what makes a zealot a feminist lesbian zealot I don't know what it is like that's well, the yeah, kind of guy that I'm he's just obviously like, somebody who deals with his feelings with violence he definitely should not be around people because he throws chairs at things and he yes. loves to rip his shirt off and bust windows like what are you so angry like, at what a Brown? dumbass what is but you know what in so that, there are a lot of people and especially you know unfortunately it is men that you know uh the expression pulling a train on somebody and a lot of these groupies and rock stars they feel omnipotent and they have all these girls willing to give it up and it's probably you know it's a sense of power that's well we definitely and i do think that people excuse the men a hundred times more than they excuse women. Lindsay Lohan steals a stupid necklace. Britney yeah. Spears is maybe she's a And it was whore. a cute necklace. Or Thank whatever. you, Julie. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. You're I've been listening to this conversation real quietly in the corner. I, just I know, Brittany. Shout out. And you see, you're just living your life. You're not hurting anybody. I stole a lotter, but what but was the big deal? And Hilton went to fucking jail, and so did Martha Stewart. Yes, and so did Martha yeah. Stewart. They all get fucking reamed for doing what? For stealing a little bit of here, or maybe doing drugs, but Chris Brown, Michael Vick, O.J. Simpson, that weirdo with the hair, the Phil Spector, Phil Spector, Phil Spector. guys from Enron, yeah. the guys from Enron, the, the You're all right. men. Wait a minute. You know what I mean. All men. <laughs> Although Michael Vick did Remember that go to big prison. parking ticket I got Michael that didn't Vick get me out of it, Julie. True. Michael Vick went now, to prison, but he, there was no way they could get around that. There the, was no way they could get around that. But now he's out and he's in the NFL making... Ten million dollars a year, and he has kids, and he now is going to get his kid a dog. That guy needs to get fucking ass raped too, and murdered and killed. I hate all of them. I want them all. Start your back and you have can a glass bleep of this wine. If you want, bleep it. It's be funnier. Uh, and, uh, if you bleep the good it. thing about Chris Brown though, and doing the interview is now it's like the very thing he wanted to get rid of. Like, don't ask me yeah. questions about being beaten up. People is like now that's all we care about. Oh, I'm thrilled it's like, about well, it. Who are you going to throw things at now, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. It could have been sidestepped so easily. Uh, I know, so yeah. easily. It's a golden opportunity that just shows how low he is. He's I so can't stupid. wait for someone to like take a baseball bat to the back of his head. Like somebody. Yeah, Julie is. Going I'm to. going to. I want to so bad. I can't even explain. Well, and I don't like his blonde hair. I, I was just glad that he did this because I thought, well, finally everybody's going to see. But the horrible thing is they're not because uh, Good Morning not. America issued a statement saying we would love to have him back, Ugh. and still his fans are say, defending I think that him. There might and, be a race thing involved. I do. I well, think there's a little racial thing involved in it. I think that like there's a slight tinge of. You know, yeah. there's just a little bit of if he was don't beat up on the black white? guy. Yeah, I feel like there, I don't know if it was Good Morning America. I feel like it was, or it could have been the Today Show. It was this morning show that canceled Adam Lambert after the MTV yes. Awards when he Good Morning his, America. Yeah, and then but then they had Chris Brown on. There. I know a little man on man kiss from Adam Lambert, yeah. but Chris Brown beats up somebody and breaks her window, and he's welcome back. Like, well, it was so a straight beating. It's so, so hypocritical. Yeah, it was a straight beating. 
This was uh, well, fun. the only reason Good Morning America wants him back is the same reason that Two and a Half Men or CBS would love Charlie Sheen to come back. It's Supposedly crazy. now Charlie Sheen is on his way back to Two and a Half Men. Yay. Well, she, I just want to say about the last thing about Chris <laughs> Wait, Brown. Wait, last thing about Chris Sherry Brown. Sherry Shepard did say on The View, just so that we don't get more letters calling me racist, uh-huh. but that Sherry Shepard did say she was annoyed that people are calling him a thug because it denotes a bit of racism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, just put it out. Sherry Shepard's whole bit thoughts. is playing dumb black women. So I have a hard time like having her as a source for anything. Yeah, she thinks the earth is flat or at least she can't be bothered to investigate because she's busy with her kids. So, you know. (laughs) I'm busy with my kids, y'all. I don't know what shape the world is. I'm like, geez louise, lady. I'm from the hills of Tennessee and I could, you know, I know the world is round. So... (laughs) Babasa sister act. Chris Brown, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Chris Brown, I'm Julie coming Goldman, for fucking you. I'm gonna fucking Brown. fuck your oh, shit God, you up, would, you, you piece of shit, motherfucker. Shit you want to throw a chair? Throw a chair. I'll fucking rape you with that chair. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. shove that chair. Up the your Chris asshole. Brown versus comedian Julie Goldman trial began today, and bringing to evidence was a, an apparent pornographic podcast, gay pimping with Johnny McGovern. It's like that guy. That- but no pictures, paparazzi. I didn't know about any of this. This is the most horrible one. I would be like that guy. Did you see that follow that guy that just did an interview and said when the murderer of my son gets out of jail, I'm going to murder him. I'm going to kill him. Yeah, you'd be like Diddy on be, trial and I'd be Jennifer Lopez in the fur trimmed outfit coming to court. To support well, I want to wear but something then, good too. I think I should go because I'm on the podcast. All, we all would have to make celebrity appearances at Julie's trial. Your Honor, this is only a joke this podcast. Your Honor, I'm talking you in the future at Julie's trial if you're hearing this That's we right. all thought it was a joke your honor because I wouldn't be able to stop myself from saying I'm going to kill you, you well know, Julie I I'll, put, I'll put together your uh, courtroom wardrobe <laughs> and we I'll will, be your defense and I'll make okay. a file like I did about Lola at a Holloway and I'll use that I'll, I'll use that, that as file. your defense lawyer baby John we'll donate our services it's a joke when I'm saying I'm gonna fucking come with a baseball bat and fucking bash your head in he's kidding Chris Brown. he's kidding um, I'm really upset I got you these tickets for your birthday to Chris Brown concert. <laughs> oh, that's one down the drain. California, you want to go instead? Oh, dear. This is a very dark episode, ladies and gentlemen. It's like the weather's got everybody all spicy. Just expressing myself. I have to, you know what? Let it out. We're Goldman. speaking up for Rihanna. I have to leave in a second, by the way. I have to go get it on. Get fucked. That's good. It's raining and Elizabeth Taylor died. Oh, sorry, California. Oh, I was just going to say, by the way, did I, I mentioned that I gave Rihanna a lap dance. Yes. Yes, I believe you did. As beautiful in person as she was. She was absolutely stunning. Beautiful. Stunning. She is beautiful. So the Celebrity (laughs) Apprentice has been continuing on. Goldman, I know that you've been watching also. Yes. The Celebrity Apprentice still has not gotten to the most interesting point yet, which is when Nene and Star Jones begin to truly fight. But what I am loving is the black power foursome on that show. When the beginning of this last episode, I forget who was up for elimination. It was like Star Jones and Nene. They came into the room and who came to greet them? Dion and LaToya. And together there was dramatic music playing. It was like the four black power stars. I was like, this is the most interesting part of the show. I want them to form a girl group and perform in Vegas together. And then fight each other? <laughs> no, they have to be in the group together, well, do well, songs. Well, if the Jackson father is involved, he did have a topless review for a while in Vegas 
Uh, so he would, he maybe did. he would, yeah. And they were like, weren't even beautiful, like bimbos with fake boobs. They were like toothless crack whores, you know? Well, that's the only kind I could get now, just <laughs> being so sexy. On a budget. Uh, on a budget. I holes on a budget. No teeth, because less of money. Can we? Being can, so jacked. Oh, wait, we? who got eliminated this last week? Uh, the no. model, Stephanie Seymour, is oh. that her name? Uh, Stephanie Seymour. No, I don't think Stephanie Seymour is not on the show. No, who's the model? She's on Jason Bieber's show. <laughs> no, what's the model? Nikki Taylor, Nikki Taylor. Nikki Taylor, Taylor got oh. it. Can we talk about Star Jones's riding outfit that she wore on the show? <laughs> yes. Oh my it God. looks like she had a diaper it? on underneath With it. With her jawed purse. Yeah. <laughs> so, her, you know, she's definitely like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a fashion icon on Celebrity Apprentice because she has her somewhat skinny body now and I will tell you I will be honest with you she's wearing bridge clothing which is not quite designer right. and it's not quite off the rack it's like that middle brand so bridge. she's spending like $900 on a jacket people might not bridge it's the bridge between said. cheap clothes no, and rich clothes but what what brand would oh, be a bridge um, uh, Tahari uh, Theory Michael uh, Kors Michael Kors well, low end Mark Jacobs for uh, Mark by Mark Jacobs BCBG be Girls BCBG BC that's Mark. off the rack you can't really count any of those labels because they're all knockoffs. Okay. Um, that that helped me out. Thank right. you. Okay. So she, Ink. so she's she and <laughs> she has put some one. money. <laughs> she has put some money into her wardrobe. She's wearing like three or four different like ensembles per episode. You will notice. Yes. Um, but this, but she's <laughs> she's the kind of woman that she used to be like a big girl, and so now that she's skinny-ish, she thinks that she can wear anything. Cause it's like I'm I'm skinny like well, there's Torrid. no rules, but she literally like everything she wears bang, you're like bang. that is horrible for your body. That side saddle number she was wearing. Oh my like, god! Was on all the fashion blogs like the week she wore it, it was, it was like, hilarious. Come fucking Baby on! Girl. Did please. she ride side saddle? And it's also like you should no. You, you shouldn't wear that unless you really are going riding. Mr. Not- Trump, I just came off my horse <laughs> which I parked in the lobby. It's shit on your floor. She wants you to know she's rich. Hot she topic. wants you to. Yeah. Is Star Jones rich though? Is the question. I, from what is she rich? Well, probably from the views she probably got like four grand an episode. What? So, Only no, four? she made more than that. Oh, I don't think that. so. Every day. Every day. Well, grand. maybe. No. And there was probably like a blanket deal where she got like a certain amount each time she signed. I mean, I guess she's had some things hosting the reunion of Bad Girls Club and other things. Oh, dear. She got attacked on that. Ugh, she's, <laughs> she's a horrible human being. She got attacked on being. that. Doesn't she do law? Isn't she a lawyer? Not, See, not yeah. until long I'm ago a she was a lawyer. You're not gonna. She's no Phaedra. She's not currently she's uh, no practicing. She doesn't represent Phaedra does uh, dancers who can suck their own dicks. Mm-hmm. That's oh, why that's Phaedra right. is America's fucking sweetheart. Kathy Ireland, Kmart. <laughs> Kathy Ireland. She's Kathy Ireland. she's uh, she's definitely way better than Amarosa. She's much more interesting than Sam. Hot Michael's like way Sam. better. Shout out to Sam. He listens to the podcast. He does. Hi, we talked about him. We He's... talked about him already. <laughs> I was happy to hear that Sam um, had maybe a guy in mind for me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he does. But, um, I was very oh. impressed that Sam had even, he actually, Michael told me that he brought it up to him. 
He yeah. was thinking of my um, romantic interest. Yeah, it's like a dream me. for you, Notch. I know, well, we, the gay community pays me the fuck back. <laughs> for me, just fucking setting everybody up and they just go fuck in a corner and forget about me. Uh, like, unfortunately, no, about me. you sound like chocolate pudding. They all forgot about me. They all forgot about me. He, but the, <laughs> the, unfortunately, the person would was it's probably not a fit. Yeah. On account of you like complete sentences and... So, uh, maybe not in a man. She could probably handle a man with some half sentences. No, I do. I get turned on by if a man has a good uh, uh, speak Merkin. well. Oh. I'm working. Ass hair. I do. Yeah, no, I do like a hair. Ass I do like hair. Actually, if we're on the topic. You like like a hairy chest? Like if a guy shaves his balls, it makes me unhappy. Or if he... You can trim a little, but I even like the full bushiness. Like speaking of guys that shave their balls, can we talk about million dollar listing on Bravo? Yes, <laughs> oh, he's gay now. <laughs> now, Julie Goldman, I know you love million dollar listing. I love million dollar listing. <laughs> However, I miss Chad. Your Me favorite, too. your favorite uh, broker is no longer on the show. It's yeah. all about douchey LA uh, real estate brokers. Chad why is, is he best. not? Why is he not on anymore? I don't know, but my all I dream about every day and think about every day is I want to call Chad on the phone and say hey chad julie goldman um i'm looking for a house and then chad's gonna come over and he's with gonna sit down with his weird hair and his weird mouth and his weird dog and starla and starla and he's gonna be like where where and his mouth doesn't move so then he'll be all like it also where, do, where do you go yeah i love him i love him wow she checked him. his website to find out his status <laughs> you did yeah but he does not he's not saying where he is i really miss but he's him. in business he's in business he probably just didn't want to be on the show hmm. i think he was embarrassed well the show i never have watched before but now they've got they really kind of grabbed me in first of all i'm addicted to everything bravo and it's just i have to mainline every show yeah. that they have well, there's two gay guys and there's a straight guy. Well, now there was two straight guys and one gay guy. I and now the newest, the newest storyline is that, what's his name again? Josh Flagg. Josh, Josh Flagg <laughs> is gay, I guess. Yeah, and he was keeping it all. He's all weird gay. He's like He's one of those weird, it's all hidden. He's dating he Connor. So, it was been obvious from the beginning, though, wasn't it? To you? I mean, am I the only one who knew he was gay? I, I never saw tell. a dick in his mouth, but I did think he may be gay. Oh, the he way seemed, yeah, the way he acted with his grandmother, the way he was just not sexual towards he didn't have a fa- uh, he just seemed really rich never and pretentious a, to me, and sometimes I can't tell if that's gay sexless or sexless or gay. Yeah, I know you what, what I mean. His houses Maybe were Chad always very well decorated. Maybe Chad though. was gay. Maybe that's what happened to Chad. Chad, Chad seems if you're Chad seems you're gay. gay. It's okay, Chad. What about Chad's mom? Oh, wow, that's oh, yeah. she was a golem yes. as well. <laughs> What was she like? Incredibly anorexic, like really thin face. Yeah, she was a chef. And and I don't know, the father was definitely very Jewish. He was also Jewish, so the dad had a traditional Jewish face, but you could tell that the mom, it was either the golden chicksa or she just chopped everything off. You could tell Chad if he did and chopped everything off or he took after his mother and clearly the mother never ate but was always cooking and hi, Chad. She's a chef. She's a chef. Things, but never ate. Right, she yeah. lost a lot of tea because she was a chef. Yeah. yeah, he didn't know how to, the, her whole diet, oh. their whole shit was, I could mm, he watch was for like, hours. He was wow. out of a novel, like out of a, like a, a character in a novel. I found him so fascinating. But anyway, moving forward, to this season yes. it's become the gay show yes. it's completely yeah they're gay, all John gay Ray. now except for that one new guy that I think should date Nodge oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's one straight guy Josh. who's like hey, yeah. gay Josh oh. 
Wait, what's his name? I don't, I don't know what his name is. Oh, he's so boring. There's the, there's he's two cute. Gays you don't think he's straight. cute? No, he's uh, he's like a Jew. He's like all into his mom. He's like, hey, Nodge, like, I want to come over and fuck you right before I close this deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I get my dick wet, Nodge? Yeah. Hey, Nodge. Oh, it's not because he's Jewish. I, I find all races and religions attractive. I just, he's just like, I can't take him. I just don't like he's him. He's like, I dress for success. I dress, he loves how to, he loves dressing up. He loves wearing he's a He's the suit. kind of guy who says, look, I don't like to do duo deals. I'll give you $25,000 um, just to get the fuck all out of here. His, yeah. All of his suits, like guys like him make the same mistake. All of his suits are like a half size too big. Like the shoulders are like a tiny bit too broad. Fashion advice and critique from Michael Brotto. <laughs> I judge him. We've learned what bridge line is and the mistake most straight guys make. Well, straight guys like him, that like he's he's doing it on purpose. He wants to seem bigger. Bigger. So he so it's he probably wears a cod piece under his pants, yeah, like a nameless comedian that Julie he, mentioned yeah, yeah. today. Oh, I, I wish we could say his piece. name. I bet he does wear a cod. There piece. was a lot of great blind gossip going on before the show, <laughs> Nadia, because uh, Goldman was telling us about a comedian that perhaps. Where's a cod piece? A bridge comedian. I, I don't know any <laughs> comedians whose junk I ever notice anyway. Or so any human being well, who I really wears a cod piece. A, I've seen this. Well, I don't notice junk in general unless you it's don't? really blaring out in some blaring. way. Blaring. And did you ever notice this guy's junk? No. So Until even- one day I was like, boop ba doop looked like a cameo cup. Yeah? Yeah, it looked like you could go... You know like, what I mean? Yeah, like, because, and, and, and let me tell you, I recently have seen this comedian perform, and I did say to myself, what is it? What's jeans fit very strangely. <laughs> yeah, it like, didn't look like a natural bulge, but it was there. You guys know this is the same guy? There's one guy who will remain nameless, so it is this person you suspect? Well, no, it was like? someone that I had thought that about when I saw them perform, and then uh-huh. Goldman told me the story about them that they wear a codpiece. <gasps> Which not is my a, theory. Oh, it's a theory. Uh, okay. Michael thinks it's a cock ring, cock and balls. It's a cock ring, and his cock and balls are sticking out far. Is he but straight? when you saw his ill-fitting no. jeans, could it be a cock ring? It didn't look like an impressive Michael. When you whisper, it still gets oh. picked up by the mic. <laughs> no one on this show ever understands that when you are whispering, it's still recording. Drew Carey. <laughs> It's like when Linda James used to eat potato chips and she thought if she ate them softly, the mic wouldn't pick it up. It's still getting picked up, everyone. Be fit. Um, uh, Here, so, don't yeah. have his name in there at all. I wouldn't want his feelings to get No, out. we're not going to. I would never hurt. mention who it is. but He's hurt my feelings before. He's but hurt. we don't have to hurt. It's not <laughs> I eye for an eye. It's he's not hurt. eye for it's an okay. eye. Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, he's yeah, horrible, yeah, but, yeah. I, but he deserves to not have his feelings. Sorry, listen. There's this is some serious blind gossip. What He's comedian wears is reported by lesbian comedian Julie Goldman to wear this the week on the scene. <laughs> he used to he used to wear other fake things too. Really? Like what? A fake ass? A fake hair? He used to potato head where he just sticks things on. Pectorals? And what do you mean? What fake else? pectorals would be great. Fake pectorals. Fake oh Merkin. He does seem like the kind <laughs> of guy Merkin. that would wear like fake muscles <laughs> under his clothes. But there were many other exciting things <laughs> that happened as well with these comedians. Wow, there was one person who had an extra leg. <laughs> Person. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, I live with one. 
Oh my god. Well, I oh. like to imagine people in cod pieces because I think it's funny and like they're in a time machine or they're starring in a movie with Russell Crowe because who really has like a cod piece? That's where I got it from, Brandy. I did a movie with Russell Crowe and they gave me a cod piece and I said, this fills out my dreams beautifully. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking somehow this person was in a Shakespearean play <laughs> no, and kept the cod piece. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> that voice yeah. he just did sounded like Booberry. Do you remember that serial Booberry? Yes, I do. Booberry. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say goodnight. Bye, Michael. Go get Ram. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, I think Michael. He probably just shit his pants again. <laughs> Michael shit his pants. Sam's just an imposter. Show us your butt on your way out. <laughs> Prove that it's not yeah. shitty. Oh my god. Nadia, what was the other Bravo show that we wanted to talk about that we've been watching like crazy? Oh gosh. Well, I I did have a moment where uh, it just got too horrible. You know, because reality shows can become like drugs that you shouldn't be doing, but you keep compulsively watching. And I felt that way about Orange County. I felt for a minute like these women aren't entertainingly disgusting. They're just disgusting. But I have to say, the switch with Tamara, who initially, I was a fan of Gretchen on the OC. I thought it was unfair they were, the way they were mean to her. Gretchen was t- the newbie on the OC, and she was the one who was a fiancé, was an old dying man. And oh, she was like, I love to have fun, but my fiance is dying. Yeah. She yeah. was sort of a, a sweetheart of that season because it seemed like everyone was picking on her. Yeah, and but Tamara this was season, mean. Yeah, and Tamara was a cunt. But Tamara has come out and said she's not, she was unhappy and she's trying to mend her ways. And her husband was very controlling. And even Jackie Collins, who came on Watch What Happened Live, Watch What Happens Live, um, said that she liked Tamara and she found her dynamic of the controlling husband. Uh, interesting, and now Tamara is fucking this twenty-five-year-old uh, Latin guy who she got a lot of flack from sh- um, showing footage of them in the hot tub, making love in the hot tub, yeah. Goldman. Ooh. But um, and then there's also that weird fucking Jesus freak who is just like, um, Jesus is my savior, my husband is my king, and my bod's for sin. And so she's completely obsessed with her body and talks about how she ties up the husband with silk scarves, and he's just horrible to her. They'll be in a restaurant having a normal conversation. He's like, why are you yelling? She's like, honey, I'm not yelling. He's like, sounds like you're yelling to me. Like, just disgusting. So I've, uh, I'm not proud of it, but Mm. I've come around. Well, I do not really enjoy the OC that much or Miami, but on Miami, a star is born, Mama Elsa, who is the mother of one of the girls who's from Cuba, and she escaped on the boat, and she come to marry a gringo, because a gringo <laughs> give them great material things. She's a lot like <laughs> Sophia Lamar. She's the one with the plastic surgery. The crazy the plastic surgery mom, and yes. Which we wonder if there was, like, if she had been in a fire, or there was some <laughs> major disfiguring, because yeah, cause it's not like she, she was quite gorgeous, like beautiful bones structure and now the face is sort of like a flat plane and also her head looks like it's a bobble head it's like bigger than her body she was on watch what happens live and uh andy cohen was like all all the listeners want to know how you stay looking so youthful aka what surgery have you had done she's like nothing miami has does a lot of injectable silicone so she's probably had a lot of injectable silicone maybe she had the old-fashioned silicone that's even worse than the one you can get now yeah, all that Florida and especially South American countries and Cuba and stuff, they they love their injectable illegal 
silicone. So straight from the gas station. <laughs> no. But if you watch, uh, watch what happens. They had this woman wouldn't fly to New York for Watch What Happens Live, so they sent her a car, and she had to sit in the car from Miami. From, yeah, Miami. from Miami, she said, "Why?" And they have footage of her in the car with her daughter, being like. Why does this dandy not even call us on the road <laughs> to ask how we're doing? Why yes. this? I don't want to buy him a present. A woman should never give more than she gets. This oh, sardine God. can is killing me. <laughs> I feel like I'm dying. I don't know. She is amazing. Wow. I wonder about the ratings though, because next week is already the series, the series finale, and it's like a longer episode. Do you think they sped it up or cut it out? I don't know. Did it? Didn't it go by very quickly for something? It does you didn't seem watch? like it did go go by very quickly. But Maybe I'm ready just, for it to be over and for too. my New York ladies to be back. Yeah, when are they coming back? They're coming back April 15th, Goldman. <gasps> Going to be a maze. Yes. I can't get into the nanny show, though. But I know you have a friend. Well, yes, gay pimpin' listeners, uh, LT of the Kiki Twins, who were <laughs> one of my favorite New York underground superstar groups, who is one of the funniest people I know and who's been on this podcast many times, is supposedly featured in Bravo's Pregnant in Heels, which is a series about a like pregnancy concierge, the kind that you would want when you get pregnant, Calpurnia, for demanding mothers. Exactly. I, I have needs, and they will be met if I choose the God-steered course of reproducing. Exactly. So hopefully, we can only pray and hope, because we all know what happened to the drag queen that was in uh, Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah, what happened? Should they she just completely her? edited her out and around there. Yeah, edited around her. She's been in the background of a couple scenes, but that's it. Why? That's terrible. Yeah, so I'm hoping that LT makes it in. Go LT. Go. Is LT a pregnant concierge? He's a. I think he works at that pregnancy store. Ooh, all right. He's a cunty. Feeling it, honey. It's girl. Be seen, honey. Thing. Miss pregnancy. Perfect. You are feeling your pregnancy, honey. Girl, turn it. I am living in it. In it. Living in it. <laughs> well, you know who is uh, very angry right now is Miss Martha Stewart. Because oh, her daughter what? Alexis had a baby and she says, Don't call me grandma. What who did she, Alexis She wants to be called Martha. With? She was artificially inseminated. What? And she, yes. Were you uh, sure it's not the other way around? That, that Martha daughter, Stewart is uh, having a baby? No, no. that her daughter doesn't want to, won't let her be called grandma. Oh, I guess you're right, Nadia. When I'm looking closely at this, Alexis does not want the child to call Martha grandmother. That's a dig. Wow. What does she want to call her? Martha. She wants her to call Martha. Martha, well, I didn't even know this. Nadia, I'm so glad that you took the time with the Inquirer in your bed to get the details right. Thank you, Jesus. You're welcome. I didn't well, want misinformation. Uh, Julie and I are experts on Alexis Stewart because yeah, really? we watch a little yep. show that... I was obsessed with it and Julie even had to add on a tear to her cable to even get it so she could get fine living, yes. which is her and her redheaded ginger friend who probably wasn't even her friend, but they do a radio show together and they look at old Martha Stewart living episodes and talk shit and it is Jean, yes, yes. and Alexis. It's called so Whatever Martha. Yep. And, and they, they watch old clips of Martha and mock her. And she'll be like, Martha wouldn't even let me paint Easter eggs. Oh. I wasn't even allowed in the kitchen. Yep. I wasn't allowed to eat frozen food. She talks shit the entire time, puts her on blast. They'll watch About her. Everything. Yeah, they'll watch her with like they'll have like 
um, Sugar Ray Leonard on and he's like and they'll be like look at Martha throwing herself at him why is she wearing those tight <laughs> pants what is she wearing that windbreaker for <laughs> right it's and me and yes, Julie love it today. what's it called Always. again whatever Martha whatever Martha it does what not, channel is? it does not air anymore it used oh, to be on Fine yeah. Living and then they tried to transfer it into a daily show talk show which might still be going just called whatever oh, and it was them know. doing a morning show together oh, oh. that I did not know well, I know in the town where my parents live, Westport, Connecticut, Martha lived there, and I saw where her house was, and we used to always hear stories about how she was famously a bitch to everybody who worked for her, limo drivers, gardeners, she was not nice. And the, and she came from a working class background, Martha, and made her all, all her money, mm-hmm. right? She's a Polish immigrant. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She's obviously a humongous bitch. Yeah. There's no question. Right? Bethany <laughs> even gave her a shout out. Even Bethany was oh. on the Martha Stewart Apprentice and said, sometimes it's not great to meet your idols. Because she Ooh. told Bethany that she would never make it because she was too gregarious and too full of uh, personality. Yeah, Bethany came in second on the celebrity Martha Stewart, uh, Martha Stewart Apprentice. Yeah. Huh. So also, um, Alexis, uh, Martha had brought over a huge box from Bergdorf Goodman to Alexis after the baby was born. And Alexis said, I open it up and look inside. It's all full of baby clothes, all embroidery. I'm like, wow, I guess I'm going to be allowed to buy myself something pretty nice because all this stuff's going back. If the kid can't see it, why the $100 outfits? So it seems like Alexis has some issues. Well, she said it on the satellite radio show. She did. She. This is all quotes from her live on her satellite radio show on Mommy's Network. She's made a living out of digging on Martha. That's true. That we do know. That's true. And good for her because she was certainly a dud when she was on the Martha Stewart Apprentice. And she (laughs) always was on the Apprentice. She was one of the judges. Yeah, and she was a total dud. Oh, because they had the fucking earpiece in, and she wasn't allowed to be her own self, which is I hate you, mom. Right. Exactly. Right. I can't believe she got inseminated. She must. I mean, that's awesome. She's rich. She wants a baby. That's what you're going to (laughs) do. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm going to get inseminated. Mm. (laughs) It's the only way she's going to heal from a weird childhood. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Have a baby. (laughs) Mm. That's true. My sister wanted to do that. What? And? Get inseminated? Didn't happen. She thought about it for a while, but. Is Mm. she straight or gay? She's straight. Wow. Hmm. But, you know, single. Yeah. White one, female. White female. <laughs> single white female. She thought about it, but then, yeah, not so much. Hmm. Well, Alexis Stewart said yes to it. Yeah, well, maybe she'll maybe she'll be an inspiration to, to other ladies out to there. To other ladies like your sister who or like you. Who want to. Who hate she, their mothers. So who do y'all think will be the first podcast member to have a child in life? Oh, God. Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> no. No? I don't think so. Michael. I hate kids. Yeah, maybe Michael. Maybe, maybe Michael and Sam will adopt. Maybe, maybe. Brandy, you're not going to get pregs? I don't know. I mean, it comes up a lot just <laughs> in my zeitgeist, but I uh, I really fucking hate kids. I like <laughs> only infants, and I, lo- I love, love, love babies and infants, but I don't like kids. I think they're obnoxious. I think teenagers are even worse, and I think grown adult children that won't move out... <laughs> Are evil. <laughs> so, does your husband want babies? Um, probably, but he's um, he's not getting them, so I just have to say so. I think people think of having kids. I mean, it 
it's all just sort of a concept. They picture just a moment in time, a snapshot of their mother holding their baby and it has to look just like them. If I do have a kid, I will adopt a Japanese baby and name her Nico. Oh, Amazing. That smile in and Japanese. That, that, it does? Yeah. And that was way before whatever fucking tsunami why japanese because they're skinny because they're super no. smart <laughs> they're, skinny. they're super smart they're super skinny they're definitely the best of all the straight Asians. hair sorry everyone they're gorgeous they have straight hair <laughs> and i have naturally curly hair i love japanese i lived in tokyo when i was 15 i love the japanese culture i would want half just half but i still want half japanese Oh, oh, so okay. you need a special mix. Well, I'm getting full black daughters from Africa. <laughs> Good. Named Africa, Africa McGovern, Letitia McGovern, and La Enchant, Trice McGovern. You might be the first to have the kids. If I get yeah. rich, you will see some black daughters up in here. <laughs> yes. Black daughters. Y'all be quiet. Dad is trying to podcast. <laughs> Calpurnia, when are you going to adopt your children? Oh. I make a good aunt, but I I love to just like drink alone at home, <laughs> and I'm very selfish, and I I love to just like invite men over and all this. So I I kids would just be in the way. I think it's cool to be like to not get caught up in everyone's mind control about what we need to do. You know, and especially like as women, like for you, Johnny, like raising kids. I understand and, too. And we have to do it and we don't have to do that if yeah. we don't want, especially if that's not our priority or it's a it's a pretty big project. Yeah. yeah. And there's plenty of kids out there. I mean, if you just if you're not just dying to have one done, then don't have one, I say. I agree. I would like to experience it just because as a human animal, I would like to the idea of breastfeeding. <clears> like, <throat> I, I would like to do it. But more than that. I know there are a lot of children in the foster care system who were abandoned, and I would do that. I would love, to, I could be a mother to someone I didn't give birth to, and yeah. and people, you know, I wouldn't care what what it, what it is. I would be happy to be a mom like that. Kelperny and I were backstage at Jackie Beats That's Racist show looking at pictures of Alec Mappa's adorable black Zion. son. Yes. He's so cute. He's from South Central. You have to want to give up your life. You have to want to be like, I'm ready to raise and live. I with always think like you need to have your dream being. set, or else you're gonna be. Uh, if You'll be I unhappy. Well, That's why yeah. so many people have. I mean, you know, if you grew up with, if you know, if you grew up with people who were unhappy. You know, that's why everyone's fucked up because no yeah. one was ever fucking happy. Unless you're a celebrity and then you just hire nannies and yeah. reality shows and American Idol to take care of your children. Or if that's you're right. Justin Bieber's yeah. mom, you just shoot out a star and <laughs> right? everything works out for you. <laughs> she didn't work. commit suicide. Just get that money. Yeah. But, that's for, me, it, but that's for me, the if there problem. was money, if there was money, I feel like I'm so narcissistic and self-absorbed that it would probably be, I think me being a mother would actually... Uh, perhaps be something that would allow me to grow into a whole different kind of person. Like, I feel there's an... So, but, you know... Oh, it would. It 100% you know? would. So, a I don't lot know. Of Diane Keaton did it when she was 50. She waited till she was 50 and she adopted kids on her own. That's what and you can do when you're rich. You can do anything you can when, do you're anything rich. when you're and rich. And that is the moral of that this is, week's Celebrity Donkey right. Punch. You can do anything... If you're rich, yay! So send in money. So send in money. <laughs> That's what I want for a baby. I want a bag of money, baby. That's I'll take care I of that baby. baby so I just want good. money. Every additional a thousand dollars, one of us will adopt a child. Wow! Children not applicable to the And by child, department. I mean another thousand dollars. All right, let's get some more, Loliada. We love you, Loliada. Yay! yay. 
corner today on Gabe Pimpin. I mean, you, Julie Goldman's rage talk about Chris Brown was amazing. A, a performance. I can't wait to see that live on stage. We found out what the maternal feelings of all the Gabe Pimpin ladies were. Like, Michael left the studio and suddenly it went straight to Lady Talk. Lady Talk. Lady Talk. But you know what I think? You, all of you ladies, when you talk, are very interesting. And Calperny, I am glad you asked that question because I was very interested to know about the maternal instincts, especially Miss One Brandy Howard. Yeah. And you do have a big gay baby next to you that you can take care of. And oh, I love you only want. babies and only gay ones. Gay babies. Yeah. No kids. I said, actually, this week I got an email from one of our listeners oh. who told me she was pregnant and oh. wanted me to get a gay blessing for her child so that they would turn out to be gay. Oh, yeah. So I said, I threw the end. I said, here, I'm sending you all the gay blessings through the power of the internet. Let your child be gay. Woo. Gay children are the best ones. They are the, the best, best ones. They're so neat and clean and creative. And they're fun and they're nice and they'll still call you. And they're great. They are great. Brandy wants a gay baby. I love a gay baby. Just I think you want a child just like me. Yep. You're my big gay baby. Yeah. Gwen. Hey, Gwen. Goo, Gwen. Gwen, Gwen. Baby Johnny. Baby Johnny. Actually, this week, Nico and I were speaking to each other only in... He said, hey, and I said... Now you only speak like birds. That's my bird sound. Uh, well, my little gay babies, we love you. We got one more episode in this marathon of a month. Yay! With um, Selene Luna next week. Selene right? Luna next week coming with the debut of her brand new track produced by Calpurnia. Also next week, Calpurnia and I's new single will be debuting. Still getting mixed. And we can just hope and pray that you keep giving that money to the Kickstarter Johnny McGovern Super Gay Video Project and let's make these videos happen! Yay! Love you, my little gay baby. Champagne wishes and faggoty dreams. Oh, hooray for Hollywood. It's really got me hooray.